0: Previously on Martini John I remember I went to a barbecue and I won't say his name I really loved him I thought he was a great guy I remember his stories and, <laughs> and I met this one guy who looked like Pesci he had the tight gabardine slacks and stuff I was like so how do you know you know this guy because I was invited over to his house in Brentwood for a party because he dated my wife's business partner it wasn't like I was hanging out with him on. No, but the point is I remember going and he's like oh how do I know we did a st- a stretch together a stretch. in Nevada and, and, and he's like he's like he's a good kid he helped me out in the good law fella. library a lot yeah
1: and I was like oh
0: okay yeah, <laughs>
1: that's interesting
2: welcome back martini joint fans this is episode number 35 which is a 1975 film shampoo directed by Hal Ashby co-written and starring Warren Beatty it also has some really great performances by Goldie Hahn. And a very young Carrie Fisher who was probably just a few years old, uh, younger than she did when she did Star Wars, so pretty interesting. This is one of Eric's picks. Uh, I really love that he brought this to the table. It's very much about L.A., very much about the 60s and 70s, which we know Eric really loves. Uh, and uh, I do too, actually. It's really interesting. Uh, it takes place, in, like I said, in the late 60s in, in around the Beverly Hills area. story about the uh, Warren Beatty being a hairdresser in Beverly Hills, right around the time that Nixon was getting elected. Pretty interesting. All right, guys, please enjoy
1: shampoo. All right, shampoo. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, well, first I want to continue my recommendation to Eric because uh, we were just talking about that. Uh, Eric, seen Marriage Story? Yeah. Uh, I have not seen Marriage Story. I hear that it is awesome. I'm a huge Adam Driver fan, and I want to pitch uh to him seeing uh Patterson, which not too many people have seen, but it's Jim Jarmusch, uh Adam Driver of extremely peaceful, sweet movie that takes place in the town in which I was born. Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson, New Jersey. Uh and it's uh it's incredibly wonderful and it's about art and practicing art. And it's Bill Murray? Uh, um no. Yeah. No, just like it's just drive Adam Driver plays a bus driver. And uh, he writes poetry, and that's the entire movie. And it's about uh, about doing that every day. And it's unbelievable. It's a little funny, it's kind of like the Station Agent. Yeah, yeah, it's I. It's even lower key than the Station Agent. Mm. I love Station Agent. That's a movie we should tackle here. We should. I mean, that's a really really good one. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's I think the Dinklage ma- was amazing. That may that, that may have started his career. I think that was the that was the first major Dinklage in my life. <laughs> <laughs> major, major Dick was, No, he was also in the movie um An Elf, he was great. Living in a Bolivian, he was Maybe also in it, that. Yeah. Which is a, which is a great movie, which is an excellent movie. And he is quite good at it. Uh but uh, Station Agent is uh, is tip top. It does have you're right to say that it it has a certain kind of has a similar vibe. Patterson has a similar vibe to Station Agent. Okay, It's not quite as uh it's not quite as intentionally strange. It is very very sort of you know, guy Drives a bus movie, and that's about it. But it's extremely good. I'm.
0: Did you like Broken Flower? I did. I did like Broken Flower. Yeah, that's a great, great movie. Very much. Mm -hmm. Very much. I mean, it's
1: like Murray turned a corner in his career that is was so up my alley. I couldn't even believe it. You know, like because he's like early on he's great in you know Meatballs and Ghostbusters and all that stuff, and he's super, super funny. But then like in the '90s, he just sort of goes the the bad Chevy chase routine Well, for a I saw while. one about Bob again because my daughter and I. Oh, that's, love one. that's funny. That's, that's good. good. That's a good funny. What about Bob's
2: good? Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Baby Steps. Uh,
0: uh, uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Groundhog
1: Day is a classic, though it didn't feel as we talked about before. It didn't feel like a classic when it came out. And it the man like, who yeah. knew too yeah. little wasn't that good. That was not that good. No. Yeah. It was and not. like it looked like he was in in his you know in the doldrums. <sighs>
2: the he, man who knew too little. I just, I watched that recently and it was like, hmm.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. Or, you know, like, I, I like Scrooged. That's pretty funny. Scrooge is good. Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's still like, it's a little... I like Scrooge. Yeah. We own it. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's a very good one. Uh, but, man, it's like after he meets Wes Anderson, that's when he starts discovering new people. Yeah, the rush. Yeah. Uh, the Rushmore. Rushmore. Oh, oh, my God. Man. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> take aim at the rich guys, get them in the crosshairs, and take them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's some good business. Yeah, Marriage Stories is... Well
2: made. looks mm. good. It was interesting. We were having a debate. I'm not necessarily the right person to judge, but there was a question that, that Melissa asked Sean. Sean, who's uh, who's gay, he said. She said, "Sean, is Adam Driver a?" Attractive?
1: <laughs> is it, is <laughs> that scientifically possible it, to is is estimate? It, is it?
2: And he, and and then Sean says, "I ask that myself that question every day."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That is a strange-looking man. He, is, he is, is, is. I find him attractive. I think he's attractive. He's man.
2: interestingly, oddly attractive. Yeah.
1: Like I think I think it is his. Like if I were to see a photo of him and I didn't know who he was, I I don't know what I would think. But like having seen his performances. His charm, he, he, is unique. To me, he's like a little bit of Ben Gazzara and a little bit of Anthony Perkins. Oh my God,
0: yeah! yeah totally. In terms of like facial that's structure, Yeah, the problem I have,
2: the problem I have, is that sometimes uh, some of the performances they choose they kind of ruin the persona a little bit, right? So when he was in uh, in uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. that's I mean, all. Like, that's the first
0: time I think a lot of people knew him. But right? was, that's why you're really broke, yeah.
2: But yeah. I, I, it did. It didn't work for me. right? And so I didn't necessarily – I was like, eh, whatever. It's the same way I felt about – uh oh, what's his name? Uh oh, 127 Hours
1: actor. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Um James Franco. James Franco, yeah. right?
2: Because he was in Spider-Man and he was – he seemed like a terrible actor in Spider-Man. Yeah. No, Fran- and, then, and then suddenly a, he's like, oh, shit. No, he's yeah. a really good actor. Why the get fuck him the is, right is he zone. so bad? Yeah, He just looked like a – I don't know. He was just like, he was a pretty face and a bad actor, is what he seemed like to me. And then suddenly, like, no, he's really good. He's really good.
1: Yeah. Franco, like, Franco, I saw in a movie with De Niro, I think, uh, where he plays De Niro's son. I can't remember what the name of it was. And I was like, oh, shit, that kid's really good. And then I saw him in Spider Man. I was like, oh, take it back. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. But now he's now he's back to good. Yeah, he's a strange personal life, but he's uh have you seen um
0: vinyl? I watched all of vinyl too. I have That's not me. seen vinyl, no. Not vinyl. I watched all of vinyl, but
1: um the 43 or uh, forty uh, deuce. Oh uh I saw deuce. the first uh couple of episodes at least, really, really good. Great fucking world building in that thing. Wow, that looks that is impressive. Good world building, and then he is in it. And there's a twin brother. Yeah, he plays the twin brother. Yeah, yeah. really nicely done. Really, nice. Is it, Does it end up being a good show? I didn't watch it enough to really get a vibe on it. Like I thought it was nicely produced. It's nicely produced. Mm-hmm. I feel like um,
0: there's some really great characters with depth and then there's some characters that are kind of uh, – um, Kind of what you'd expect in Times Square in, in the 1970s, right? A little cliche, yeah, sure. And it kind of just it, it doesn't bounce back and forth well for me. I like right. the um, G- Hall's work mm-hmm. yep. and Franco's yeah, work, she's great. and then it goes dud a little bit, right. and then
1: yeah, I feel like uh, that. Um, uh, what's his name? Who made that? He also made The Wire, I think. Yeah, uh, and he's been searching for the next like Wire moment, and I don't think he's really found it. He's really good. He's a, an extraordinary down yeah. the um but uh like there's I, I think that like the deuce is like uh it's such a high i mean like you do what's that 42nd street area mm-hmm. right it's like that it i don't know if there's a way to do that that's not going to be cliche like it, it was a it is a cliche or was a cliche now it's a cliche in a different direction now it's like you know mickey mouse store cliche um but back then it's just like jeepers creepers i mean i think about it, taxi driver and all that stuff and that's uh, that's basically what I imagine that for that entire time period is.
0: It was gritty in the seventies. I right? yeah. remember, you know, you, you
1: the taking Deuce Sybil takes place in
2: Hell's, to... Hell's Kitchen, doesn't it? No, that's different. Yeah. Oh, it is.
1: It is. Yeah, not yeah. 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 like Hell's Kitchen yeah. in the seventies. Right. right. What was that other
2: movie that I saw? It was a, another. Not the West- You know. Okay. Sorry. We should say we are eventually going to talk about shampoo. We'll get to that in yep, a second. We're getting there. The, the but, movie but, is shampoo. But, this but, is Martini but, Giant. Okay, <laughs> Martini Giant. But what was the one? Uh, uh, Waking the Dead? Is that what it was? No, uh, it
0: was Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it's um, Scorsese. It's, uh, He's the ambulance yeah. driver. There's also yeah. one with Sean Penn about the Westies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Hell's that, Kitchen that, guys that, were that Westies. One. That. Yeah,
1: that, yeah, that's a great one with Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah it's a Phil Joano movie. What's it called? It's uh, State of Grace. That is a fucking awesome film. I hadn't thought about that in years. Thanks for bringing that up. That's a really, really good one. I loved it. Making- they filmed
0: that across the street. That was when I worked on Princeton Broadway. Uh-huh. Farrelly's Farinelli's is a bar that de Kooning used to go to uh-huh. all those guys in the 50s used to go there like um, de Kooning Magritte would, when he was in town would go down it was all painters
1: oh wow wow crazy
0: that's where they shot it oh dude that's that's phenomenal. from the second floor up there now it's the um, Mocha downtown
1: yeah. Oh man! Look but here. it
0: was just a dilapidated building because it was right next to Jerry's 101 and I used to work right on the corner. Oh there.
1: my god! Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, this uh, that's a beautiful bar. This movie we're talking about. Have you seen this movie? Uh, State of Grace. It's really a great, great super movie. good movie. Gary super. Oldman. Gary Oldman, um, Sean Penn, uh, Robin Wright. Penn. Penn. That's right. Um, and I th- oh, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say John C. Riley's in this also. I think. Um, this movie is directed by Phil Juano, uh, yep. and, uh, who did a, a good had a good run for a while. He did Rattle and Hum, didn't he? I think he did Rattle and Hum, which is an yeah. awesome documentary. Um, and he also directed at least a couple of episodes. Scrooged. Did he do Day? Really? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to check it out. Is that oh, someone's phone? No, it's not. It is not my phone. Something is humming. Yeah. All right. Um, but he did do... Uh, I believe an episode or two of the movie that I posted on Twitter that you commented on, Wild Palms. Oh, which right, that's you right. Should totally watch at some point. Along with the the, Oliver. Oliver Stone produced it. Yeah. yeah. That is a it n- nobody has heard. It. I guarantee nobody. I heard remember it that thinking. show because that you was. It? Yeah, it it's was Oliver fucking, Stone. It was the cool palms that in the
0: in the windows. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it was there. It's I saw fucking, the trailer to that. That is a it is, trippy ass. What it, it the was a fuck, fuck is off. going it on? Is what Lynch was doing in the early nineties.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's yeah.
0: VR and weird shit. It is, shit and it is what fucking the... so
1: awesome. That is it thing. a show? It's it's a miniseries. It was like a Back to Our Pilot style thing. The oh. One thing it didn't take, and like you can see why it didn't take. It doesn't totally make a lot of sense, and it's a little no bit... because it
2: looks like it's going like a complete. Like a, you know, it's a
0: gangster, a spy thing. Yeah, and like trying everything. Right. I loved technology at that time because I used to get Wired Magazine for years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right when it started all the way through. And it was like Johnny Mnemonic that, yeah, yeah, totally that Robert did. Longo directed. Yep. Yeah, we talked about yep. that. And it's like all those kind of – the way they saw technology back then. Oh, tanker. it's so
1: beautifully dated now. I mean, in a good yeah. way. I mean, in a totally yeah. positive way, the way you talk about like 1950s science fiction, rocket ship stuff. Like, that's the way I feel about that material now. And yeah, uh, like our man, uh, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, disc, really, it's just, I got fun. the disc. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. So good. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that it's interesting. Cause like, uh, Gibson, William Gibson is like, uh one of the best books I've ever read is uh, his short story collection Burning Chrome and he is he is the master of that whole vibe, but because it's literary very well written um it doesn't have any sort of budget problems like Johnny mnemonic does, mm-hmm. and it delivers the goods uh it, without without well, like effects so, okay problems.
2: so that's been always the issue right cyberpunk no one's actually been able to make good cyberpunk mm-hmm. because it's hard to. A lot of good cyberpunk is descriptive of technique, and yes. not and not
1: of something visual. That is incredibly fucking sharp. That right. I don't think anyone's ever pinpointed it for me like that. That's exactly right because it is not it is not the look. It's the fact that you are a pro, right? <laughs> like so it. it's about
2: you doing something really, really well. Yeah, right. Exactly. So if you listen, I mean, I I, I remember like talking to Rudy Rucker
1: about it. You okay, dude? You still eating chips? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it, do it! I got on my, I, I was so hungry. Oh, I was such a hurry to get here to do to a good podcast <laughs> that I forgot to have dinner. <laughs> same, same.
2: It's okay. Uh, but anyway, Rudy Rucker talked about it. It's like so. If you read some of Rudy Rucker's books, like his hacking, books, oh yes, like, software. like yeah, yeah. But he also did. He did one. It's really. It's uh, mostly almost autobiographical, called "The Hacker and the Ants," and it's about mm. him creating this whole. Hack- you You read the description. you were like. That's so cool. He's like, I don't even know how to visualize it. Yeah, like it's right. not even possible, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can describe traveling through multiple dimensions, and it makes sense. But he's like, right. there's no way to put that visually. Right? right. There's no way.
1: Right? Right? Okay. And, yeah, because like you know, what what you're really des- describing is sort of like a a a, 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 a an experience. Like it's right. a state of mind that you are that you're in, right? Because I mean, like the things that relate to cyberpunk really are things like maker. And right. stuff like this and well it's
2: about <laughs> yeah. graphics and artificial intelligence exactly. and state of thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
1: And that is really can be written really well, yeah. described. Right. Right. Uh, but it's very hard to represent. Represent. Right. And it's, like like mm. the the stand-in for all that stuff is uh sort of high style, which is where the matrix comes in. And like the Matrix, the Matrix is, is, is really probably red, the
2: closest, the closest thing to a successful right. uh, cyberpunk.
1: Yeah, and it, and like I think that it defined itself so well that it's now just the the Matrix is the Matrix, right? But I've still never seen anything that feels like Neuromancer, like that really feels like reading Neuromancer, or feels like reading Wetware, or feels like re- I mean whether it's like it's this bizarre mix of super clever intellectualism with down and dirty, like <laughs> solve it yourself toolkit stuff Mm -hmm. and it's and it's a really it's a really weird weird thing and like i think that like to bring back around like the 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 thing we're talking about wild palms is like wild palms was this like it's almost accidental in how cool this is because it's really just a hodgepodge of like you know shitty 90s melodrama plus twin peaks plus you know neuromancer and like they don't really nail it but the fact that they don't really nail it is what makes this thing so like unique. Like it's so of the moment. It's got Ryuichi Sakamoto's music. It's like mm. it's really really something we got to tackle. It's like it is a it's such a landmark moment for me in watching and watching this kind of TV and it's something that I want to see come back in some way for streaming because like science fiction is I think Planing out right now we've got I'm glad we're making good weird Well, sharp we're stuff. marveling out we're so marveling we're out <laughs> <laughs> we're marveling uh. out
2: but, but okay so so a couple things I think obviously uh, well I want to say sorry, a couple things about the podcast before uh, one is um, i just for practical reasons and for our listeners to make things uh, easier for them, mm. I think it would be cool for us to find stuff that can be easily that are still martini giant mm-hmm. but are more easily found on streaming. Platforms for them sure, to be yeah. able to say, okay, so I'll watch that thing, right? Yeah. And so, so we should always be on a lookout on interesting things that are out on Amazon, Netflix, Criterion Channel, right. Hulu, whatever, right? So right. just let's keep an eye out on stuff like that, so we can say that's great because then people are just like just watch it on 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 Amazon or whatever, right? right. So right. that's going to be helpful for people to to be able to find that stuff. It's just something practical. The other thing I want to say is cuz I I do preview uh, all our podcasts to make sure the audience – So do is I right. so it's interesting. Do yeah, you, no, do, you do not you Dan, do you? Do it. Mm-hmm. I do. I just <laughs> was curious
0: how he if he <laughs>
2: cares enough. No, I know Eric. He scrugs it. He I, scrugs it. Actually Eric's got a really, you know, he no Eric knows himself. And he feels, and I, I – I, Both I, selves,
0: by the way. Not right. that I have multiple personalities, but both of them agree. That you no, we don't. don't
2: want to listen to it because you don't want to be self-conscious about how you are uh, by listening to it and feel like you need to change things. So.
0: You don't want to do that. You just want to get it out. You want to riff. Right. By the way, just I want to quickly say something about riffing. No, oh. I remember like – This is not, oh, I'm telling you a stupid old story from New York. I literally remember in the early 90s, like I – met Rauschenberg once. He came to the gallery I used to work at mm-hmm. in Soho. And I was like, I, this guy was fucking monumental. And the way he collaged stuff and just fabricated stuff. So I found this guy on Fifth Avenue. And I said, can you find me? Because he sold old Life magazines. Mm-hmm. And he was in Life in 1951 as a showcase of new young artists. Oh uh, yeah, And right. I got it. And it's patents on the cover. But I still have it at home. <laughs> and the amazing. guy found it for me and charged yeah. me 10 bucks, And... Um, I go back to that sometimes and I look at a lot of the computer art and I'm like, the way this – he assembled stuff in the 50s, like mm-hmm. the paint and the layering and the ripping. You know. You step back 10 feet. It's like, oh, that's computer art.
1: Right. Yeah, totally. I mean totally. – and this is totally.
0: – but he was doing it analog. Right. But the way he just was kind of by circumstance kind of pasting stuff together and, right. and, and pulling, pushing, tugging and that was art. That was like this collage type of thing was right. like it actually – with the colors, it's totally like computer art.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And it's I don't
0: amazing, think right. half the young artists really follow Rauschenberg right. in that sense. But they're just like not ripping him off. It's right. just that there's a lot of stuff he was doing right? Um, that really has an interface look to it before there was – Before there was any such thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah That's absolutely true.
0: Okay. I know it didn't good, cool connect, but... That's right. It's Listen, totally you awesome. had to get that out of your system. Yeah, but when you talked about uh, um, Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> yep. and a lot of that early stuff, you yeah, can see... Yeah, s- what,
2: that's what triggered it. Yep.
0: Yeah, but you can see a lot of Rauschenberg. Um, it's Rauschen- yeah. Yeah, It's total Rauschenberg. Yeah. And you know what I found? Because I was cleaning my studio. What? Chris, you... Don't look annoyed. I'm talking.
1: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God I'm being God a damn. douche. I'm being a douche. <laughs> no, I, no, what there's do two things about? I want to tell you, first yeah.
0: of all. Um Two things, and I'm not being flip here. I found somebody, and I won't say his name here, gave me all the scans from Blade Runner mm. for the um, the building, Tyrell building. Oh, man. Oh,
2: wow. Nice. The
0: scans, black and white scans. I was like, those would make great t shirts. So I'll send them to you guys if you want them. They're oh, TIFF files.
1: That'd be awesome. Yes. Um,
0: a guy with the same name as me, and he okay. got me started. Interesting. Ah. And they are the cool. I was like, where? Oh, right. They are where did he co- co- find them? I, <laughs> Well, somebody from the model shop gave it to him from DD. Incredible, really? Yeah, love it. And I'll send them to you because Those I think came they from would Boss make
2: films, right?
0: Yeah, and I also have the Fifth Element stuff. Oh, right, same person. But and so <laughs> the thing we is, are,
1: of course, talking about Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, got it. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, and I, I i'm going to, I'm besides the chips and I'm going on a diet because I gotta lose fifteen pounds mm-hmm. because i saw I literally saw this thing on Jeffrey Epstein about you know on the morgue, and he was one eighty five and he's six one and I'm like, I'm six one. And I'm 200 pounds. So I was like, I got I to gotta get to my Epstein fighting weight.
1: <laughs> and my wife's like, please don't say that in the podcast. I said, you know yeah, what? <laughs> now, because you said I'm going to say yeah, it. Yeah, because the thing is, like, a, I believe fight. that there's only two people on earth who have said that now. And the other one is the one who killed Epstein. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's about he's about 185. When I lifted him up, my bare hands on a wire.
1: Oh my god! Are
2: you saying that Bill Clinton is six oh, 185 pounds? Oh, oh, I'm just kidding. Yes. Just kidding. kidding. Uh. But you were saying
1: uh, what were we talking about? You said things that you wanted to do before we started the podcast. Right. 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 Was,
2: you know. So I was listening to I was listening to our bad boy Bobby episode,
1: mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. I'm no surprise. I really enjoyed that. Really great,
2: great, great podcast. And I realized something that was so important about that show, Mm -hmm. that movie. Uh, I had a real – as we all did, had a real hard time with that movie. Oh, yeah. For sure. But talking about it Mm – brought it so much more clarity oh
1: yeah without a doubt
2: and it was like then it was uh, i knew there was something great it was like going you know you you know know that something happened to you it was like going through therapy of that movie while talking about it and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. that movie's brilliant so i have been thinking about that movie for days and days and days and uh and it's and most people are going to look at that movie and say, like, that's a really
0: disturbing movie. It's like,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. That yeah. is the very idea. Yeah. I've been
0: thinking about the movie, but honestly, I think the things that I, what I had said that I loved is when the mother was cradling, like the Pieta right. type oh, yeah. of – and yeah, that still sticks with me visually. Well, yeah. that,
1: that movie is like um, – I don't know if I said something similar to this, but like, I, it's like when when you when you have like a – I don't know, like – some minor accident, like you get clocked in the head or something like that. And you go, no, I'm fine. And then a couple of days later, you're like, I am fucked up. (laughs) Right. <laughs> like that is exactly that is exactly what that movie did. What? And uh and then c- coming here <laughs> was the uh, I had that once. Yeah, <laughs> like, the coming, cut coming right here in my forehead. Oh yeah, dude, And I woke yeah. up the next morning and, and I just could like, no, split no, it open. Cool. I could see
0: the skull underneath. I was like <laughs> it's, I, mean, I it's think not as is, cool as it's I thought. It's not as cool as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. It's just like
1: I mean coming here it was like coming to the uh uh the going to the doctor about it where you're just like okay i gotta figure the shit out because that like something got messed up inside my skull yep. and i need i need a brain scan
2: just kind of like when my i ripped my toe off and i'll tell you about that oh, yes geez, a toenail oh no you oh, did that at home though right it's a very tactile yeah. podcast today yeah and then I, <laughs> eventually it's like a week later I, was like, I think i need to see a doctor and i talked to my doctor she goes i think you need to see a Podiatrist, <laughs> was like, yeah, you, you got, got someone a that happened
0: on. because you were getting out of your oxygen pod and you and you hit the edge. Yeah, no,
2: that's happens. It, I was wearing flip flops in the garage and a bike fell on my oh. foot.
1: Doc, ah, Reiki that is, and it, vivid ripped
2: yeah, <laughs> it ripped part of my big toenail <laughs> from the
1: Neverland
0: Ranch.
2: It ripped part of my big toenail off, and I was like,
1: "It's fine."
2: No and it just deal. there was just <laughs> hanging there with blood on it. It's it like I'll oh, just dab it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll dab it.
2: Yeah, it's no big deal. Just dab it. Good. Give me a paper towel, Brady. No, yeah. <laughs> to Actually, the
0: last thing you want is a, an infection in that area because every yeah, time know. you walk, it oh, would it just, just pass. So yeah.
2: I was worried about that because it was hurting when I was walking. And so I went to a podiatrist and I was like, is it infection? He goes, no, it's just hurting because you're stabbing yourself with your toenail. Oh, God. And oh, so, God. Yes. And so she, I said, what do you do? And she goes, I'm going to remove your toenail.
3: And I'm like, oh. Yes. This
2: is By the way, best.
0: when you break your pinky bone, there is no – they don't put a cast on it. For, pinky bone? No. I mean your pinky toe. Any of those kind of smaller bones around? No, it's too tiny. It's too tiny. There's nothing you do. Awesome they might put if a, ca- you a cast on it. Yeah, a little. T- the <laughs> most delicate little. It cast. looks like one of those little wieners, hot dogs. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> like a like, like a pig in a blanket. <laughs> pig in a blanket. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it gives you a little crutch for the rest of your foot. Yeah, that's perfect. Right. Like, that's so adorable. <laughs> yeah, no, that, you, <laughs> you have a little sling. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so sweet. and you're walking into an office meeting. Excuse me. Let Bob sit down. Sign your name really tiny. Use a fine tip, please.
2: Your name on a grain of rice. Exactly. <laughs>
1: this little pinky went to the hospital. <laughs> lovely, lovely guys. Uh that's it, the things like that always uh produce at least a shadow of the actual pain you must have felt in my brain. Right. Like when it, like it's like when Oh some, yeah, when
2: you say ripped off part of your tongue, I'm yeah, go like Ooh. yeah,
1: like it just races through my nervous system. It's just not, like I got – it's like a similar one I got my finger caught in a bike chain. Oh, great. <laughs> Down her. <laughs> so two good bike injuries. Yeah, it's a it's always a darling thing. And he's like all the light, all those what mirror neurons or whatever, like just like light up like a like a, 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 a something that lights up a light bright. There you go. It's the best I can do in the yeah yeah, yeah yeah. But that's what happens. That's what I happens had a doctor. Very simple. I I've way. broken my nose six times
0: in my life, and I had a doctor. Not f- so
1: often?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what sport? There must have been a sport no. or something. You just randomly. Yeah, I have a, sp- a thing. Uh, uh, the last time I did it was probably two thousand six, because uh, I vasovagal, vasovagal, so I pass out. I can pass mm, out, uh, mm. and yeah. so I've hit tubs and bathrooms, and okay, nightclubs, so a reason, and right. so I'm um, fourth time. The doctor, it was broken because it was curved, mm-hmm. and he put these inverted needle nose pliers. He's like, I just want to take a look, mm-hmm. but he didn't tell me he was oh, going to pull it <laughs> to try to shift it back. But he was just like, anyway, and I'm like, what? I oh, what? And that, that pain is the single-handle it, it, I couldn't see because it was so much pain. Yeah, you just blacked, I, out. I blacked out. Yeah,
1: absolutely. For it sure, it was
0: like just to shift my nose oh back. Oh my god! <laughs> I,
1: I would love to see the data when you we put of just this podcast Owen up. It. Like, yeah, except, right. So I want to leave it there. It's fine. Just put it off to the side. But yeah, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, when this podcast comes out, I wonder if we can get the data on when people click out of that conversation. Like, do they skip ahead like twenty seconds and go? like, they're still fucking talking about injuring themselves, <laughs> and we are.
0: Now you can always cut this out, but that is no, no, the no, most no. excruciating thing. to get that to People get your nose get realigned.
1: M, you know the MG saucy yeah, bits here. Hey, can I uh, just celebrate for a second when you sent me the thing that said uh, we are the number one yes. podcast in Sri Lanka? No, no, yeah? no.
2: We are the number one movie review podcast. Movie review movie podcast. podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. A of, of but our, those were some of our goals. Over a year ago. Awesome. Yes. I just we want are, to say
1: hello to everyone in Sri Lanka yeah. who listens to us. That's right. totally now, amazing. So
2: the thing is that I was thinking about it because I was laughing about it at work today. It's like I don't know how many people in Sri Lanka listen to podcasts uh, on, on Apple Podcasts more specifically. We do not have this data. We do not have this data. And I don't know how many people are interested in film reviews in Sri Lanka. It may be a small number. I'm just guessing it's like – Two or one person. Maybe. And but, but hello. Th- that one person. <laughs> chose our podcast <laughs> Tweet above, to us, Sri Lanka. above any other film <laughs> review podcast. And I would like to thank that person. And if you are that person in Sri Lanka that listened to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank please you. email us. Yes. Podcast at martinigiant.com. Oh I would God, love yeah. to know it. Yeah. Who is that audience?
1: That was very exciting yep. news for us. That news. That got, it came that up as like, be- what? The become so global. Because I
2: just look at their stats great, and I was like, what time? Number one in Sri Lanka.
0: Nailed it. That's cool.
2: For a brief for a brief moment, CG Garage was number one technology podcast in Peru. That is <laughs> That's cool though. I mean, it makes you
1: feel good. It makes you feel good. Like knowing it's, like, it's out there.
2: And that's that's above Ted. Yeah, that's right. That's above
1: that's right. you
0: know, the Verge and all that other stuff. So anyway. that's
1: right. They, 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 well,
0: I, you turn me on the Verge. I love The Verge. The Verge cast? Yes, and the the site. Oh, the site's amazing. It's amazing. That's
2: the site is so well done. Their production values are incredible. Incredible. The videos that they do are really good. Yep, um, it's really great. Yeah. I don't
1: know anything about it. But you guys have brought the verge before. I've never actually been to the. Search. He talked about it so much. that I, I, I went to it. Now I actually know the
2: whole backstory. I'm sorry, we still haven't got the shampoo. Don't no. worry about it. We'll get to it. It'll happen. The, <laughs> the verge is very interesting. So it started off. It was a bunch of guys at Engadget years and years and years ago, right? So mm-hmm. the, the executive. Uh, 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 executive editor, chief chief editor, or whatever of Engadget, it was a guy named uh, uh, Joshua Topolsky, mm-hmm. and uh, there was Neil Patel, Paul Miller. God, you're
0: good with names.
2: Uh, well, that's because I've been following these guys for so long, right? Uh, and then who was the woman? She was really, really good. Uh, anyway, they all left Engadget because it was a there was. Some riff going on Gadget, And I think it's because they were owned by AOL and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff didn't work out so well. So they all left. But they had a podcast on Engadget and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to it. And they all left. And then they suddenly like, boop, a new podcast showed up with all of them called This Is My Next. And it was like, this is my next phone. This is my right. next TV, whatever. That was the thing, right? right? And it was just sort of like a temporary thing they were starting. And it's like, we're going to just continue to podcast, mm-hmm. quote, unquote. Just so you keep our audience, and then we're going to start this new thing. And then basically, they started The Verge, right, right, uh, which is now like the number one technology pod, uh, like uh, website out there. In okay. my opinion, it's yeah, like the right. best right. one, right? right? There's Engadget, there's uh, Gizmodo, and stuff. Yeah, but The Verge is like super high
1: production value, really good stuff. For uh, for listeners, you may know that I am the least. Yes. savvy technology, technology but you would like
2: and you would you would like the way that they write they write very very, very well mm-hmm. it's all owned by vox medium mm-hmm. okay so uh they also do po- polygon which is a, a video yes game oh stuff. yeah no polygon yeah. i like polygon Polygon is the is the yep. sister side of the verge yeah yep. uh but the, it's so good yep. it's so good but i follow their podcast as well and i love the they they got a really good banter they they managed to stay on topic though Surprisingly.
1: Ah,
3: what
1: are we talking about? We're, so this podcast is about... Okay, we were half
2: an hour into it, and we're going to be talking about shampoo. That's so, right. So, Eric. Yes. You suggested this movie for us. You said, let's talk... You wanted to do specifically... Uh, Alan Ashby films we were talking about. No. Yes. no I think you, were, you mentioned you wanted to do... Um, what's his name? Um, um, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty films. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so, so why why... Why? why do I like this film? Why? Did, why did you suggest it? Uh, because there is—I love '70s films. There's a, a naturalism to. Was it m- '70s? What years was it? 75, '75, '75, '75, yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah. and we'll go into this in a second, but it—I like a lot of those films from that from that era because the directors were really had their own personal style. You know, Robert Altman, Absolutely. Hal Ashby, yeah. right. and Alan Pakula. Oh yeah, and there Huge was s- yeah. a great. Films and they weren't, you know, like Marvel type movies. And yep. each one had their own flavor and style. And I just loved the characters of that period, uh, California, yep. uh, uh, in that era. And I think Warren Beatty is is really great in it. And it's sad His too. Hair was ridiculous. The sad
2: it's character, insane. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But it's such a great little ensemble. And yeah. Goldie Hawn. I think that this this actually marries well with the story. Uh, a movies. The
2: story was was okay, honestly uh-huh. speaking. I didn't. I. Maybe I'm missing something, and that's part of why we're here. Right. Uh, I loved the world.
1: Yeah, I think you're already on the right track. You're already on the right track. That's what it is. The world was interesting. And it was. The the plot of the movie is not the important part of of the movie. No. In fact, the the plot of the movie is sort of the joke of the movie.
2: And all the characters are clearly.
0: Think they're all smart, but they're yes, not. But they and not. it was very Marx Brothers at the political convention.
1: Absolutely, yeah. and
0: the thing was that bank scene is Boogie Night's bank scene.
1: Oh, yeah, it's very true. Well, okay, so for the uh, for the listeners, okay. let's do a quick little sum up of Shampoo. Shampoo is a 1975 film directed by Hal Ashby, who is right. also responsible for being there, being which there. we covered before, yeah. and uh, I believe Harold and Maude, Maud. and uh, a couple other great. Uh, one of my all time favorite movies uh, called uh, the the long uh, uh, the last uh, tale mm-hmm. um and uh, it is written by robert town who wrote chinatown right uh and uh, uh warren beatty uh stars with julie christie, christie. and uh, goldie Hawn. yeah who is his uh, girlfriend at the and time. yeah but he, like he dated uh both of both of them in this movie prior to the movie which fits into the movie very well right yeah um the the basic premise is that
2: he is a
1: uh,
2: uh lothario he, he is, he's a guy who is a, uh, a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight, hairdresser. Straight, a straight hairdresser. Straight hairdresser. Yep. In Beverly Hills. In Beverly Hills. In the 70s. In the 70s. And uh, he is pretty much fucking everyone.
1: Everyone. Everyone,
2: everyone. he meets. Everyone. everyone. And without – he doesn't even – makes no bones about it. It's almost
1: like with, with I mild, guess I'll just fuck that person yeah, too. With the, with the mild implication that he has sex with both men and women. Like there's a very very it's like a little tiny they don't really yeah with them, yeah. when he talks to uh Carrie Fisher, Fisher. like they don't really oh hit right. it head on but he's like well, I'm not gonna really answer that question but yeah okay oh like, okay I see what you're he is saying. like he is he is a sexual being in every way much like the actual Warren right. Beatty was right <laughs> yeah but, yeah that's yeah. right but he's
0: but, also this really empty vessel
1: he is. He is. Oh, and, he is vapid. I was no,
2: really hoping to find something more interesting
1: about him,
0: but there you don't, is. don't like it doesn't
1: land until the, the very the, end the of the movie. Very end <laughs> but the movie. thing is, is, it's a social fun. commentary yeah. of
0: that whole period. Yeah, it's, oh
1: yeah. I, I think that we should like. This is a very difficult movie to unpack because to me, it is a, it's a total, it's a thoroughly amazing. It's vignetti, but it is a very weird watch in every possible way
2: just to give i'll try to give as quick as possible mm-hmm. and I, if i miss any pieces of details fill mm-hmm. them in but basically you starts off and i thought it was going to be a more comedic, mm-hmm. in the sense that you—it's black picture, and you hear a girl going, "No, oh, just put the hand right there." Oh, oh mm, right. Uh, and you think it's going to be, oh, it's going to fade from black, and they're trying to put something into a suitcase, or whatever. Right? Nope, they're actually having sex. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? Yes. And uh, who was he was having sex with at that time? It was that the-
1: is. Um, uh- Oh, I uh, so she's from The Omen. What's her name? Lee Grant. Okay, Lee Grant. Right, yeah. who happens to be the who was nominated mo- or one for uh, best supporting actress for this?
2: Okay, yep. great. So she happens to also be the uh, senator's wife. Yes, senator played by Jack Warden. Jack one of my Warden, favorite character, He's a very, character, my character actor. He's very very funny character actor. Very amusing. So, anyway, so she and she also, as you quickly find out, it's one of his customers, right? So he's mm-hmm. a he. He is a he dresses her hair. He dresses her hair. He's a hairdresser, mm-hmm. and uh, in a very rich neighborhood. So all these boardhouse watches He's basically a gigolo. Totally right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely so, true. Right, and so and he barely
1: conceals any of this. Right.
2: So not only is he sleeping with the senator's wife, mm-hmm. he's also sleeping with the senator's. Girlfriend. Yes. Played by Julie Christie. Right. And then he's also sleeping with a third girl, Goldie Hahn. Goldie Hahn, who is like kinda girlfriend.
1: Yeah. And she is a modestly famous actress at this time. Yeah. Well both Goldie Hahn and also the character. The the character is like she's she's being offered roles. To, you know, right, go, she's a, yeah. an actress. She's doing well.
2: She's an she's a typical LA actress. Yeah. She's very very cute. Yeah, she wears the shortest mini skirts in town.
1: Yeah, like dresses that look like shirts. that right. kind of stuff. Yeah,
2: right. Uh,
1: she is a the tip top, cute, Goldie Hawn ness. She's she is insanely cute in this movie. I love. I'm, this is pre foul play. Yes, uh, yes, and uh, like I'm a big Goldie. I think Goldie Hawn's a genius. I think she's one of the best comedic actors. Of all time. I'm going to do a Eric Shelley moment. You know what? Mm, hit it. She as actually – Goldie
2: Hawn was a na- my godmother's neighbor. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, oh, they live in the same
1: building. I think she's terrific. I'm, I was, Central Park South. I'm so in love right with, next to Columbus Circle. Like, I love her so much <laughs> and I love Kurt Russell so much that I, yeah, I saw great. like a video of them together in Hawaii. Like, they posted yeah. on Instagram where he's just like, they're going to the hotel and they're just sort of, you know, monitoring He's like, Look, honey, well, and I was just like, I just fucking love these guys. Yeah. Like, as a couple, I love them. I love them individually. What's
0: really interesting about watching this is that, um, you, when you see young Goldie Hawn, I saw Kate Hudson.
1: Oh. Good like, God! Yeah. yeah, so much. I was yeah. like, "Oh my like, God!" That's good, like straight carbon copy. Did yeah. I tell you?
2: Did I tell you about one of my most L.A. Mo- I was at a uh, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf in Studio City, uh, and I saw uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis <laughs> coffee with their kid.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. That's nice. But it was really, it was really sweet. You know, I like those guys. I like, and I like. I Ashton no one, no, no one
2: even batted a fucking eye.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they it were just, like, yeah, they're them. just getting coffee, and they're like, yep, getting us going. Getting us And
2: you're like, yep. hey, you want some honey? You know, That's like, it and it be. just like, it was great, that and the they were be. really, they were really cute. I and love, fun.
1: I love adorable Hollywood couples like that. I think it's yeah, really sweet, and it makes me happy. Like adorable Hollywood. and, and like, and it's the like thing is, mean, Goldie Holland by this point, I believe she would already been in Spielberg's um, yes, Sugarland Express, Sugarland Express, okay, terrific. So this is
2: this is post Laughing.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah, but she's still like very, very new, right? She's very, very new, and uh, and what's really nice is that this is the f- she she gets to play some serious stuff in um in um uh, for Spielberg, but this is this movie she is definitely her character is written to be a classic Goldie Hawn laughing character like the kind of slightly dopey wide eyed you know right. like giggle woman right, uh, but. The way that she and uh, Ashby create her character, like they linger on these shots of her thinking about stuff, or yeah, being that, like, like wising up to this, wising situation. up, and she's like, and it's all through the filmmaking, yeah, that she becomes a more and more uh, together. Personality. I think and, that's the
2: irony of it, right? right. Because you you think that she's the one that's the dopeiest yeah. from the beginning, and you she's realize the she's who, the one who's actually she, probably smarter than most. Of I the would other.
1: say that she's the one who wins the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Because like, I think she found happiness. She found happiness. Well, Let's not get that yeah. too far. Yeah. But, but like, like right. she is like for me, she is kind of iconic of what the movie is. Right. Because you really you have this very like the surface of the movie seems like one thing, and then the actuality of the movie is completely the opposite of that. Right. And it's, uh, and this is what it, to me is like how, Hal, Hal Ashby is uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, all of his other movies, like you have a, like they have a sensibility to them. So like, there's a, like being there, like from the get go, you're like, I'm watching a serious movie. Like there's, there's a there's a, there's comedy here, but there's a depth that's very right. immediate. Right. From the opening shots. That is not true with shampoo. Yeah. Sham- shampoo seems very shallow to start with.
0: Yes, and it borders on a start with a guy with the Indian.
1: Uh, yep, uh, totally. totally. Just, like they're playing, they're playing every sex comedy gag in the world in this movie. Like cheap jokes, dumb setups, all that stuff is right. all here.
2: So, just to to keep going, basically, he he he's trying to get money to open his own salon, right? Because he feels like he can cut hair better than anyone else, right? But it's clear that he really doesn't know.
1: The he doesn't know f- the fuck, fuck he's doing. It's yeah, not going Owning happen.
2: a business? Yeah. No,
1: nope. exactly. Nothing. Like he right? can barely show up on time. He's just fucking like he's just running around. Like, right, but everyone loves him. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's not really clear if they love him because he cuts hair well, or if they just want to fuck him.
1: Yeah, or they I just think, want to fuck him. Yeah, right. I think it's like those. Like, things oh my are hair! Synonymous. My
2: hairdresser is really cute. Yes. Oh you know what? He's not gay. So I'm going to fuck him. Yeah. And the
1: thing is, I mean, none of the, like, it's not like they linger on how, what a great hairdresser he is. Like, no,
2: none of the haircuts are that great. No, they do. They do a point where he's cutting <laughs> her hair. where in, in a bathroom. Right. And, and right, so right, she's right. like, she loves her haircut so much that she fucks him. Yeah, exactly.
1: But the haircut <laughs> it's itself a, uh, I'm, the I'm haircut gonna,
2: itself looks like a fucking wig.
1: No, yeah, well, not only it that, is a wig. specifically that haircut is that, you know, and, I, and you don't really notice till the end when they really sort of highlight it in just the right way. Uh, she that haircut is uh is lee remick's haircut like okay. that is meaning that's jack warden's uh wife. wife uh and in the end when you see jack warden uh going off with her you're like oh well that's what happened to her then right <laughs> so that's why i say goldie hon wins the movie <laughs> right <laughs> out of uh out of everybody right um but yeah yeah that's so like he is cutting he is quote cutting hair end quote. Uh, with everybody in town. But he sort
2: of befriends the senator mm-hmm. who's basically seeing if he's going to help
1: him raise money for right. his salon. Julie Christie is sort of hooked – or rather, uh, Lee Remick is – it's Lee Remick, right? That's who we're talking about? Anyway, the wife has uh, said to Jack Warden, can you help out my buddy the hairdresser? Right. Maybe help him out starting a business. Right. Right. And they meet. They kind of hit it off – but immediately he's, like, very suspicious. Right. And uh, and it becomes necessary for them to sort of do this threes company gag where they <laughs> push the idea that, don't worry, he's, you know. He's st- a hairdresser. Stereotypical uh, character. You don't have to worry about him. Right. Yeah. He's, he's... not literally fucking everybody in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, and that uh, – that That's what goes on for the first third of the film. Right.
0: The other unusual thing that I, I noticed on this film, seeing it this time uh, again, and it's been years since I've seen it, like five, eight years, is that I realized like the – there are three Beatle tracks – Oh yeah, it's there's, weird, right? Yeah, there's yeah. a Hendrix track, yeah. which uh, Paul Simon did the music. Then um, there's Beach Boys up in the Beach movie, Boys. So the movie. just the co- but I guess they, Paul Simon was friends with everybody because must have gotten sweetheart deals because yeah. like Sergeant Pepper's. I Sergeant don't, Pepper's. In yeah. It, yeah, I don't think. Sorry, how many times has
1: Sergeant Pepper been in a movie soundtrack? Uh, that and Sergeant Pepper's a little there. It's called Band. With the yeah, because even the well, no, the Beaches is just a a copy. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're it's talking about the, the original. Thing. Right. Right.
0: And um, uh, "Manic Depressive," uh, "Manic Depression" uh, by Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. Experience. Right.
1: These are expensive tracks. songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like this is not a. I mean, like yeah, it's got big stars in it, but like you know, you're not going to chase that kind of track. Was well, this supposed this to many.
2: take place at in 1975? Yes. It
1: takes, oh, it takes place in 1968. This is one of the most important parts of the movie. Oh, that's right. Because Nixon. Nixon Nixon is being elected, and this is the actual backbone of the movie. Right. Like, it's this much like the movie um, that I love um, called uh, Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt. Right. Like, there is a very strongly presented thematic backbone of this political event happening. And in this case, it's the election of Richard Nixon is looming. During the entire film. Right. And the context of, uh, uh, like, that is what gives this movie the context that brings it to greatness in my mind. Right. Is because uh, they make it clear that's the one hint they give up front that you should hang on through the film. Because essentially it's like, hey, it's kind of a droll sex farce. Just like you've seen a million of these things. Right, Only it's played really slow and not terribly funny like that's right. that's that's how it feels while you're watching the first right. half like it's with there are weird pauses that kind of deflate the humor mm-hmm. there's like strange little you know like let the camera run too long kind of character shots mm-hmm. and so it never gains steam as a comedy and like it's you know it's kind of it's kind of funny it's more funny strange than it is funny but it's really like a, a peek into life.
0: that world that's yeah. And that's kind of like there's a Wes Anderson quality of Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Where you just are drifting in this world and yeah. you're setting up all these characters, which in reality you say they're kind of marginal people. Why yes. would I want to see Burt Reynolds as a pornographer? And, um, and that's the same way. You're like, yeah. look at these different people and the people in the salon. It's like, who cares?
1: Yeah, there's, in the, there's And he even says it. Jack Ward says it. He's like, yeah. these people are, you know. Yeah, it's these fucking people. You know, just like, and they're like, and nobody lives like this. No, nobody is paying attention to the, to the political moment. They don't even understand that it's important, even though Jack Warden is like, a political figure, right? right? He's not super concerned with this. No. Like, uh, nobody cares. In the he he,
2: Even though he's supposed to be supporting Nixon, he doesn't seem to be
1: care just,
0: too much.
2: He just doesn't give a shit. It's all He just even business. says like, well, who
1: knows? Maybe Nixon will do something about
2: it. Like, I yeah. was like, he was like,
0: whatever. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so like, it's constantly on the television in the movie. Right. So you're very aware of it. And of course, like in 1974, like uh, the year before the mo- this movie came out, like Nixon is, Nixon resigns. Right. Yeah. So it's very present for the people who are watching the movie right, when it right, comes right. out. Yeah. Um, but you know, we know the story of uh, Watergate. We know the heaviness of what that is bringing to the movie. And I think we might know it even more now. Like, I right. think that this is a weird movie to watch uh, in this political moment for a lot of. Well, a lot of the directors were, they were political activists. Yeah. Except and Warren Beatty for sure. Jimmy that's Christie, right. Yeah, absolutely. You know.
2: So, so anyway, it was. There was a couple of weird interesting pinnacle long scenes mm-hmm. that were definitely based on a comedy. Yeah, right. 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 So there's a fundraiser that they do. Yeah, that was total Marx Brothers. <laughs> yeah. brothers. Jesus. This is ridic- it is ridiculous. So it's a party right. and everyone's at the party, mm-hmm. right? The wife, the mistress, Goldie Hahn right. with her new director
1: boyfriend. Buddy, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Or
2: new, and then and then the 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 senator, they're mm-hmm. all there, and somehow Warren Beatty is trying to get through the night, and his girlfriend says, "Don't let me drink too much," and then the senator says, "Don't let her drink too much." At which point she says, "Fuck you!" and downs I'm two glasses. All of it. All of, <laughs> <laughs> she
1: Everything downs got. two glasses of wine. I feel like the, a
0: lot of that was improv.
1: Yeah, well, it has a very loosey goosey because weird I've always flavor, felt yeah. like
0: Warren Beatty was not a great improv actor, right? And I picked up just beats of where am I? Yeah, he in, is in like, he's confused,
1: which works for the movie. <laughs> yeah, it or, does. Or work really for it. works. But for he does. Out. It does. Come he across had no as, idea what yeah. the fuck's going on. Like m- most of the, most of this movie, he is totally fucking confused.
2: She tries to blow him at the table in front of right. everyone just to piss off the senator. Yep.
1: Yep. I mean, like – and with the movie, it's like really nothing – you don't you – know, there's only a little bit of nudity. But, like, like it is a – like, even today, like, there's, it's sort of a boldly frank movie. Right. Some of the lines that uh, get said, you're like, oh, shit. You don't right. – you know, like, that that made me jump a little bit. Did she say go- something
2: like – she was, like, yelling at the table. was like, you know what I want? I want his dick in my mouth yeah, basically, <laughs> like you just like, what like maybe, the yeah, it's like,
1: it's really like just just in the context of the scene you're like this is this is not what happens in this kind of movie no. I'm not expecting it I wouldn't hear yep. this today, you know, and it's um but there's a there's a great like what i one of the things I really like in this movie is that all the women, even though like the women are all all the all the female characters are like they are trapped by their social position in this movie. You know, like they're all like sort of locked in place. Yeah. Right. Um, And they are, but they're not represented. Like Goldie Hawn's not represented as dumb. Like, no. They're like, they're, it's like they're, they're, they
0: all want to be taken care of too. Well,
1: and like, because like they're all just like, if I'm going to be fucking stuck here, I want this to work better. And they all seem really frustrated and very like angry at their position. But they're they, all angry. Like, and, and, and so you have this, like, everyone seems angry in this movie. An anx- anxious and angry. Everyone is anxious, angry and lost in this movie. And they're all, f- and so like everybody, I mean, this goes for the women as well as the men, but, or it goes for the men as well as the women, is like, everybody resents their position, their social position in this film. And even though the film, because it's like structured like a sex comedy, like, the film's like, okay, so, you know, it's a guy. And he's sleeping with all the girls in the movie, and it's, it's Jack Warden. Like all that shit is set up in the most, st- in all the most stereotypical ways you can. Right. And then the character, the people who are in those roles and the characters that they're playing, don't want to be playing this fucking joke. Like nobody wants to be doing this, and everyone is unhappy about it, and everyone's anxious about it, and so it ends up being very intentionally sort of uncomfortable instead of funny
0: do you think that was meant to be a microcosm of our country oh totally yeah without a doubt that was just it it was like yeah. all these people who don't really know and there's money and there's yeah. they're kind of drifting along and the young daughter is kind of lost and yeah. and um i just i feel like it's a really great capturing a moment in time mm-hmm. and uh i love films like that because they're really kind of just really there's a lot of layers to it but it still just captures that moment
1: oh yeah like it just as it's a fantastic look at los angeles in 1974, 1974. yeah
0: just like boogie nights was yeah. a really good and you can complain about it but it really captured
1: i would never complain about boogie nights yeah but there's planned.
0: a lot of boogie nights in that
1: yeah well there's a lot of long goodbye i mean long goodbye basically yeah. takes place almost in the same universe as yeah. This does. yeah yeah it does. you know and it, and it also has henry gibson uh, in, a, in a sort of a like, <laughs> Henry Gibson is the owner of the uh, uh, the hairdressing salon where right, uh, that's yeah. right. And Henry Gibson is also the uh, the psychiatrist in Long Goodbye. Um, but it looks right. uh, it looks a lot like um, Long Goodbye. It has that same like like depressingly sunlit kind of flavor. It's, it's very LA. It's super LA, and not not in a very and the music
0: way. really was like super. Like some of the kind of little guitar stuff that Paul Simon was yeah. doing, it was like really depressing, but kind of
1: very really like earthy seventies oh, California. And really it keeps cool. on; it grounds you at the weirdest moments. You know, you'll be like, you'll play this big fucking gag. And you really
0: did. I don't think I
1: would have appreciated
2: this movie or the Long Goodbye as much if I didn't live in LA for a long time. Right?
1: Yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, they're very specific movies for sure. I right. agree. I agree.
0: I think there's like um, looking at uh, this film and and. Capturing that time period, I think um, there's not really a lot of great. Kind of, it was kind of an empty time period too. Oh yeah, and uh, it
1: was very lost. Yeah, very very lost. And I really, I feel like I think you hit the nail on the head because like Beatty is not. He's not a, He's not a. He's not someone I don't like in the movie. He's not a bad person. He's not a bad person. He's just vapid and. But he is fucking completely. He's just like, he has no plan. He is yeah, but I also feel like that could he possibly be a metaphor
0: for either the country or who we are? yeah, because he's All just right. lucky as shit somehow I, right. well, I don't know everything's everything not in the sense, him. like, but the he, point is he just kind of rolls between it, like, oh, and he doesn't deal with at, the consequences at, at the
1: same time, he is also like he like uh he is not the young guy that he was. You know, like no. like they, like you can see in this movie, like he's it's not he's starting splendor to, in the grass. Yeah, he's not in the glass, grass, Warren Beatty. Like he's starting to get a little old. He's getting a little bit, you know, crazy so, around the corners. Right, and I think that that's what part of what motivates the movie is like he feels that time is fucking running out.
2: Well, that's the thing that's interesting because like. You know, he kind of just goes like, oh, "What? Whatever." He he's like, "I, I want to start my own salon."
0: He makes it up, as but a, it's not yeah. like
2: he's really driven to do that. Right. Like, I don't know why he wants to start his own salon. There's no reason right. for it. And it wasn't until the end of the movie when she just says, "Well, what the what the fuck do you want?" And like, yeah. and then when he finally says something honest, mm-hmm. she leaves. Well, yeah, yeah, because the honesty <laughs> is that. I just went to beauty school so I could fuck girls. Yeah,
1: that's it. That's, that's it. why I did I was it. A, I was a young asshole and this is what I wanted to do. I just and that's loving. pretty much what he does. Yeah. And now he's looking it at – It was the really fucking, sad
0: at the end on the cliff. Oh, it's, oh, it's very sad. The movie
1: is a heartbreaking movie. The like, ending is very sad. Like I, I, what's really weird is that this movie ends up making me sad in like but six different ways by the end.
2: It's What's weirdly sad is because he, he clearly doesn't really have a plan. Mm-hmm. And he just feels like if I fucking had a plan, maybe she would have stayed with me. Yeah. She was there for a long time until she's
0: like, okay, I'm done. Here's an interesting question yeah. for Chris. That area where he was up at the top, that kind of plateau area, yeah. is that where the Getty Center is now?
1: No. No, that, I think that's up. It's um, in Hollywood. So yeah, no, that, that's up at the top of uh, what uh, the famous canyon there where everyone hikes at. Oh Runyon Canyon. Runyon Canyon, I think Canyon. that's the top around. So
0: around Nichols Canyon, Runyon Canyon. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. Because there's an area like that in um the Jeff Bridges movie with Rachel Ward, uh Phil Collins song. Um Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um blah blah blah. Um
0: that's where the Getty Center was, too. Yes. It's the same type of yep. plateau area.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a good look. Definitely a good look.
0: Because you can see the city really...
1: Yeah, it's beautiful up there. I've been to the Devil Runyon a few times, and it's gorgeous. But yeah, like, that's the... <laughs> that Like, it, the movie is, like, it's so sly. It's setting up all this stuff, and it sort of distracts you with a bunch of things constantly, which is essentially what's happening to Warren Beatty, you know? And so, like, it brings in these, like... You know, you're you're kinda in the plot. Like, no, he's now he's going over to her house and like meets her daughter, Carrie Fisher. He, he can't fucking even. Fucking awesome, Carrie Fisher. Car- by the way, no,
2: this is Carrie Fisher who, prior to Princess. No, two years before Star Wars. Yes. Oh yeah. And she and
1: fucking kills in this movie. She kills and She's she hysterical. plays like
2: a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Which is strange because like yeah. she totally looks like a teenager and realize yeah. like it is only two years yeah. before Star Wars. Yeah. She is and the, she plays like the smart teenager who's yes. got. Knows what's really going
1: on. Right. And basically just mocking him. Yes. Like, she, yeah, she, I mean, she like, basically nails everything about him. Yeah. Instantly. And then she right. says, do you want to fuck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he fucks her. <laughs> like, it's like and the he mother knows. Yeah. And the mother mo- knows. And then continues on. To, just like, oh, my God. So, like, he, like, this dude has had sex with literally everybody in Jack Warden's life. But, which, <laughs> weird, you know, what it reminded <laughs> me of,
2: that, that one thing when she was basically, like, insulting him for being stupid and Mm -hmm. then says, well, do you want to fuck? Yeah. It reminded me of that scene from, uh, uh, what's the, Tarantino, uh, uh, Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown, yeah. with yeah. what's her name, with De Niro and uh, uh, and uh, Bridget Fonda, Bridget Fonda, yeah. Yeah, that's it's the, the same just, like, thing. Or she basically like you're
1: fucking that's, idiot. That's me in Japan. Yeah, wanna fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hysterical. But yeah, and then he craps out. <laughs> He's like, oh well, that really hit the spot. <laughs> it's yeah. Totally yeah. he just basically just humps her from behind. She's yeah. like. Okay. okay, well, I guess that, we, was that was fun. You want to shake? <laughs> <laughs> you want to? want shake? Yeah, oh my that's god! That's right. uh, but yeah, the uh, uh, yeah, like she's. I think that uh, Fisher is amazing in this movie. She's a very short okay. scene. Also, there's some uh, there's some language. The F word is used here, and it's not in the, quite the same context as you would normally hear. One because she's asking if he's gay. Right. And so like you know like that I think that that uh, that word. Plays differently now than it did back then. That was the way you. That's the way people it, like, spoke, and it's also like in the context of being instead, like no, like it's like I don't is, think people are going to have a huge problem. Yeah, I'm just you know, with I, what. I think. Keep in mind that the, the, the time that you know with what. The, yeah, we, the language. Yes, yeah, so yeah. some of the language is a, is a little off color by, by today's standards. Yeah. I Means something different. I think we're being a little sensitive. Though. I think um, just you're to, being just, to, just put it out there. I'm uh, I'm not bothered by it myself, but I just want to let people know the um uh, but it is uh the the sexual frankness of just that scene is awesome, like, right? And all of the like all the characters have amazing all the women have total sexual agency in the movie, yes. And uh, and you know and like and it and it doesn't do anyone any good. Like it doesn't do the like they're well, trying. He's the whore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he used to, like they're all trying to like most almost everyone in the movie just wants to get laid so they can. uh, uh, pardon me. Uh, they can like un-numb their life, right. and uh, and Warren Beatty. It isn't like the like everyone wants to fuck him because he's so handsome. It's everyone wants to fuck him because everyone fucks him. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's something to do, right? You know, <laughs> like this is it's not like he's some he's not he's not uh, you know. But no, that haircut is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> it is ridiculous. <laughs> but it's not like you like the women in this are not shown swooning over Beatty. Like, no, they, they're just it's just convenient because and he runs to them like every moment he's moving, yeah. like he's afraid to stop. Yeah. And, and Goldie Hawn says this. She's like, you're always running around. You never stop. And then she's like, and you're not going anywhere. That's right. Right. You know? It's like this. This is exactly well, the what other it's thing. Like that's this. interesting.
2: is like and it, he could be with some woman and she needs him. And then some other woman calls him and she just
1: dumps it and goes to the and other goes one. to the next one. Yeah, exactly. It's
2: like it's like but finish.
1: That's why he never finishes anything because yeah. he just runs around. Yeah, stuff. exactly. I mean he's he's chasing something that he can't wasn't clear have. to
2: me in the – sorry, going back to the uh, the, the uh, uh, fundraiser scene mm-hmm. party that they had somewhere in some restaurant. Uh, they, it was interrupted by a bomb scare.
1: Yes. Yeah, Right. Right, right, right. But is there
2: any – where did that bomb scare come from or did that resolve or do
1: we know any – It does not, does not resolve. I don't know if that's really like, – I
0: think that's the improv stuff. Yeah. That, I, th- just, I think
1: that it, it's just like – it shows. This is how it's going to end. Yeah. like yeah, We're just going to end it here. Yeah. And, and also it's like it, it shows that like there's just an unsettling political nature to the right. whole thing. And you're just like – because the whole – I mean that, that it's set – you know, right before Nixon is elected, Nixon is elected in the movie. Right, right. Um, no one really pays attention to it, but it's constantly there, and that is the signal they go to. Like uh, they're at the uh, fundraiser, but then Jack Warden's so hammered that he ends up going to this other party with Goldie Hawn and um, and her director boyfriend. Well, that's
2: yeah, because the, while they're waiting for the all clear from the. uh the bomb, bomb scare. Bomb scare yeah. They're all having cocktails in the parking lot. Right.
1: They're all drinking in the parking lot, and uh, they're just. He's like, "Hey, you know, like, oh, we can give you a ride home." And he's like, "Well, you know, maybe we can go out for a drink." And like, uh, oh no, we're well, going maybe to a I've party. Got some,
2: I've, Why I want you guys to come by my house, and I've got. Some, or I'll some go just that, to follow you. Around. Uh, and yeah. he goes well. And goes well. We're going to a party. He's like, "Well right. then, I'll just go with you to a right. party. We're gonna have a drink there."
1: And that party is. Like classic 60s hippie party. party. It's like, it's like, uh, and that
0: also had, uh, Neil, the Neil Young, uh, uh, Neil Young music as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which was like, it's, it's a huge party. It was a cool party though. Yeah, Yeah, it was like the
1: party. It's like the party, exactly. With, uh, 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 what's his name who plays Chauncey uh, Gardner and Peter uh, um, Sellers. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's a real nod to the party. Do you think so? I think, yeah, I definitely think so. Like, I mean, like, it gets so weird and, It gets weird. So it's just like
2: funky, weird stuff going on. A lot of hippies, Mm. breastfeeding going on in the Mm. middle while she's smoking dope or sort of doing something.
1: right. And uh, and they convince Jack Warden to, you know, go uh, like to uh, take off his clothes and and, jump uh, into the hot hot tub. tub. But he's halfway through doing that when his, you know, when, oh, God, what else? You know, like Goldie Hawn shows up and his wife shows up and like he catches, uh, 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 um, What's her name? Julie Christie, and Julie Christie. Julie Christie. Julie Christie having sex in a in a in a pool room. In the pool room, and like everything just goes fucking wrong. He like he's standing there with his pants down, looking at. He doesn't even know that it's Julie Christie and Warren Beatty. Right. Like, and he calls everybody over. and He's like, "See that? That's what I call fucking." fucking. You know. And then
2: the door that was really great gag. The go- the door of the refrigerator opens. Yeah. That reveals a light that that's who they are. Yeah, and you're like, and What the
3: fuck?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Dude's>? <laughs> he's pissed. And he's pissed. It's about possession, though. He just yeah. possessed.
1: Her. He is not pissed off that uh, Warren Beatty's. Like, he doesn't give a shit but about it. That's anything, why, but. because at the end, he still starts a business with Warren Beatty. All right. Well, like, he says he will. he he, said, he, get, he promises that he will right, yeah. and the thing is like he doesn't give a shit about any of this at no. all. Like he like the person who's really pissed off is uh is Goldie Hawn, right? Like Goldie Hawn's like broken hearted from this, and she's right. like you fucking yeah. idiot, right? And Jack Warden is mad in a sort of wounded masculine way. Like, a, how can you fucking do this to me? He's started brain? cheating on his wife. He's already fucking cheating on his Yeah, but by, by setting, setting up
0: this kind of tableau of like all these different characters that are representative of what the director felt was America and the right. politicians right. and the political class and, and the social class, um, it really has a lot of peel back onion layers that you know, oh, still doubt, hold
1: up. Yeah, I think, and, and I think they, you just
0: need to know the context of yeah. it. And some people today probably don't know, oh, you know, 68 or at least what the the meaning of Nixon, besides that he yeah resigned. like like I think I think that as and long how as you they know felt that, about him. as
1: long as you know that Nixon is a is a villainous force in, in U.S. history, it was a
0: good misunderstood. It's person. very true.
1: There's lots of reasons for him doing something, uh, but yeah, the, um, like as long as you're aware of that, that's true. Then I think you'll you'll pick up on what the movie is trying to say. But like the the brutal force of the movie is like here's a bun- like here like everyone in the movie is both self obsessed and. Uh, and empty, right? Uh, And they're all straining uh, to find some kind of distracting pleasure. They can't get out of the positions that they're in. Yeah. Right? And in the background, fucking disaster is looming and nobody notices. Right. Like, nobody cares. And so when the bomb threat and, like, all this stuff, you're just like, this, like, all these sketchy things are happening and, like, they're just and by the way, that
0: guy was reciting an Indian chant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah what right. the fuck was that? It's just. I think it was just symbolic. It was an improv. It was symbolic of like we did as a country. Right.
1: Exactly. You know, and exactly. that's the joke of it all. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, and everyone's just like he's like, he's doing this thing, and everyone's just fucking bored out of their minds. Yeah. And like, man, like nobody, like everyone's putting on this show. Nobody means anything, and like all and this, nobody's paying attention, and no one's paying attention, and most of all, Warren Beatty is not paying attention, right? You know, and all of this. But stuff, he's always
2: so distracted by everything that's going on. Yeah, he's just like a fucking puppy.
1: You know, he just yeah. like you wave the ball over here, and oh. a dog with his <laughs> chew toy. Exactly. Yeah,
2: because he like he's like oh yeah, give the coat, and then the guy's like. uh, you should take the ticket in case she wants her coat
0: back. Yeah, it's
1: amazing. It's and it was amazing. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> that is an idea that's, that's perfect. A, yeah. st-
0: thinking about talking about Nixon, there was a uh, uh, reading a biography of Nixon. There's one story that always stood out. Like if you ever wanted to know what he was like as a person, mm-hmm. um, when he was in uh, high school or college and he met. His sweetheart or his high school sweetheart was Pat Nixon, who he eventually yep, right, married. married. And they were married. But her senior year, she said, um, you know, I want to see other people. I just want to go on dates with this guy who's Ratsy right. and this guy. Right. And he loved her so much. He's like, all right, I accept it. That's fine. Right. And then she was asked to the prom dance. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're going with, you know, Richard, da da you know, and this is out. You know, by um, where he's the—it's um, right outside where the groves are by Irvine. Oh, oh uh, no. your Belinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, "You're going to the dance with Richard and So he's like, "All right, I'll drive you." And he was the driver that night for her and her date.
1: Oh my God, Richard Nixon. Richard yeah. Nixon. Yeah.
0: And in high school. And so does that not say like everything – I read this on this biography I was reading like 20 years ago. I said, profile. my God, if you just wanted to understand what he was like as a person. Yeah, wow. Like wow. he literally drove them, opened the door. They went in for the dance and he waited for them to oh, finish.
1: God. Yeah, Nixon did say, oh, brother. Yeah.
0: That's like so many different levels of yeah. like – yeah. And it's I, a psychological profile, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. The thing that, that was, uh, the thing that was,
2: the thing was also interesting. And in, well, the, the, you're right. The whole thing with Nixon in the background is kind
1: of like, huh? Yeah. That's right? the that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is the looming doom, right? Right.
2: But the other thing that was interesting is uh, that I noticed is you know obviously Warren Beatty's character, who's technically the hero.
0: <laughs>
1: Protagonist, anyway. <Right>.
2: Protagonist. <laughs> well, it was
0: what he said. It was Goldie Hawn. Yeah, I mean Goldie uh, yeah, Hawn. is winner. the hero. Yeah, yeah, and okay, she actually, escapes, you you know escapes because she goes to Egypt. You know what? Yes. I'll tell you this: uh,
2: there's a really great way to sort of distinguish all these characters if you look at their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Warren Beatty's eyes are like droopy and tired mm-hmm. the whole time, right? He right. can't. He's never. He hasn't gotten a good night's sleep. It looks like the whole time. Years. <laughs> Years. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Julie Christie. Same. Uh, same thing. Yeah. Uh, uh. Jack Warden. C- tired old Jack man. Warden yep. is a little more sharp. Yeah, but he's but beat down. Beat down. Carrie Fisher's eyes are a uh, de- little daggers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's. Yeah. She's. She's. She's through with the world. Right. And then
2: Goldie Hahn's eyes are wide, wide, open, open,
1: open, wide, wide
2: open. Wide open.
0: Wide open.
2: Yeah. Awake but with think, the
0: world. I, I think – you know it's an interesting story? This is true. When I first moved here mm-hmm. – this is not one of these – no joke. When I first moved here <laughs> – I didn't say anything. Um, I got a job uh, late 90s. I worked for like two and a half years uh, before I went to Sky Captain and then to DD. Thank you, Chris. Um I worked at a place called Title House in Cahuenga and Melrose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I designed titles. And I shared an office with Pablo Ferro, who mm-hmm. designed all the Kubrick's films. And Yeah, uh, yeah you told us. Beautiful. And so that was his best friend, though, is Ashby. Oh,
1: man. And that so his,
0: his like, wall yeah, of I his think, studio yeah. and lunch, sometimes I get like, hey, Pablo. And I go in and talk. And they did. He co-directed Let's Spend the Night Together with the Stones. So I was asking about man. Keith because right. they toured with him. He toured with them. But he just talked about Ashby. And he did, he did Shampoo. The titles. Oh, that's and he great. would just hang out on set. He also did stuff. He was good friends with Steve McQueen, so yeah. he did Bullet, and the titles oh, were that's Bullet. Cool. That's cool. That's and that's funny. how he came up with the Bullet thing, because they were smoking right. dope at right. that really tall hotel in San Francisco mm-hmm. at the top of the hill yep. and in the suite. And were, uh, look at that. But, the, you that's know, going nice. back and forth. But the point is, they were big cheevers. Yeah. yeah. So I think some of that stuff, too, was just, but there was a, the political th- and it was like on set photos and like just pictures on the wall. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that was literally his best friend.
1: Oh yeah. I'm I'm such a like not only am I a huge fan of Ashby's movies, but like Ashby as a personality is like is what really incredible. And that's
0: how I got totally I, I dug deep with him. Right. like oh, who Is was... Hal Ashby still alive? No, no he, he died he in eighty seven. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he got cancer and I think they took him to the um in Washington, that big uh the medical center in Washington that's mm-hmm. enormous uh Government medical center where mm. all the troops go and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, right. And, Amazon, yeah. Right. And it was Dustin Hoffman and um, I think Pablo went and uh, Ashby, Dustin Hoffman, and maybe Sean Penn. They flew in a private jet with him. Oh, uh, man. And yeah, they I, took him to be tested because – and then it was terminal. Yeah. No, he had it was like – uh, The quote me, I think it was like pink. Creus. sure cancer so it was really fast pancreatic right. cancer pancreatic yeah. cancer right. it was just like holy shit he's dying
1: yeah yeah and it's 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 very sad he's like everyone who worked with him uh, said he was like the sweetest sweetest the most, nicest guy. Yeah. yeah yeah like and like because in all his movies well he's got
2: just- a style right so you got the the, the Ashby and Altman kind of style mm-hmm. where everyone's kind of talking over everyone sure. and you, it's very fr- f- frenetic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And uh the acting is all, acting is seems improv, right? Yeah, is that like there's a, microphones ever. It feels loose. almost documentary style. Yeah,
1: very very loose. And uh especially with Ashby, like there's almost no like Ashby has cuz you watch Robert Altman, like Robert Altman is, is uh like layered very, very layered and very, very um, – he, like, he's a pretty technical filmmaker. All the sound, the yeah, engineering, like, engineering is Engineering, like, everything about, like, the camera work, all this stuff. Like, he's really, really working it. Ashby is not that way. Ashby is all about, like, working with the actors to let them create and have these empathic responses. right? And that's what makes his films really work because, like, he – you can – like, this movie uh, – like – the little sort of notes that he captures on people's faces, yeah. like, like if you weren't looking for them, if you didn't have your eye out for it, you'd miss it. Like, but he has his eye out for it all the time. You know, like the little look that Carrie Fisher gives him, watching his answer, like watching Warren Beatty's answer uh, to, you know, well, so are you, are you gay? Mm-hmm. And you can see her just sort of like thinking and processing this, and not just what the question means, but. Like, what's going on in your mind right now? And and it's just, it seems it's a like a trick look, question. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm exactly. being tricked about something. Right, right. Because and, I'm not that smart. Yep.
0: He, he knows bluffing, he's not smart. He's bluffing yeah, his way exactly. through. Yeah. But that was the metaphor, I think, for the U.S. We're just bluffing our way through the It's clear. As when a society. When, when you saw, it, at, when right. he
2: saw him in that, like you said, it was a
0: Mark Sparrow's film, at that
2: freaking fundraiser, it was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then, you do and then, not belong here. And, and, then that, the, and those people were not very smart either. Right. But somehow. As you say, just, low voltage. Yeah, yeah. Low voltage.
1: Well, and like it goes through all these shenanigans, like shenanigans galore. And then suddenly it hits, when he comes to, Work the next day, he's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Blah blah blah. And then the guy's son died. And the guy's son has died in a car crash. And you're like, "What? why What the fuck is going on in this movie?" Right? You know. And he just sits there. He's like, "Holy shit!" I
0: think it's you're trying to see him get become a real person. Yeah. Up on the mountain, and you see him stop for a second. Like, he's dead. I can't. I can't, uh, I can't do anything about it. Right. But oh,
1: I'm hurt. Right. And you start to see that emotion come yeah, out of him. Absolutely. I mean, this this movie is just like, it's this is something you only see, I don't, not only see, but you. Uh, when I think of 70s filmmaking, like you were saying in the beginning, Eric, it's just when I think of 70s filmmaking, I think of the patience these movies have, with like investing in characters that are not necessarily likable from the get go. Yeah. You know, like 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 Warren Beatty is not like. He has no business being the main character of this movie for most of the movie. And then it finally in the last 20 minutes, you go, oh. I would say wait it. the last five minutes. Possibly the last five minutes. Right. Where you just go – suddenly the movie just goes – just it explodes in your head. You're just like, I got the whole movie. I had well, to wait the whole movie yeah, to get it. But the, here the, it is. You
2: really – the ending is the very, very important part. And it's not a huge aha moment. Yeah. But you start to realize like, – It's an awakening feel. It's an awakening. Right. Well, it's his own awakening. Yes. Yes. Because while you are finally realizing who he is, he's been spending so much time just fucking chasing tail or cutting hair or yeah. getting on his motorcycle or trying to figure out what the fucking – get the coat check girls right. thing. Like he's just he – he fucks can't in the same attitude as he does to – being late to cut someone's hair. Right. Like, oh. I gotta go so, do this. I gotta uh, go do yeah, this. Yeah, I guess Just like, sorry, a, a, I, or America
0: in Wars. Right, yeah, exactly. So he doesn't, right.
2: He, he, he doesn't even sit down to think about why he's doing anything. Yeah. Like, all and the, it,
1: like, he says in the movie, like, I, I, you know, I fuck women for fun. And I'm like, I haven't seen you have fun once in this movie, dude. Right. You fucked everybody. Well, and you he, haven't he had fun. He goes to the once. bank and
2: he's like, yeah, no, I got like, you know, 25 heads. And the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Right or and he's like, hair. I cut hair. Yeah. I'm Like, uh, uh, okay, that's not that's
0: not reference. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that's not a reference. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So
2: I'm talking about something else. Yeah. It doesn't
0: mean anything in the real world. Well, yeah. And so and so he doesn't. Know,
2: so it's not till she gets to the end where she asks him that question and he he, it's like he never s- took ten seconds to 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 figure it out. Right. And he right. finally does and he goes. Uh, I don't know. I guess I went to beauty school so I could fuck girls. Oh God, it's, that uh, well, whole scene! Don't with you them think is though it's brave on his
0: horrible. part for doing yeah. this, considering oh, what he that? was? Is it, brave for him to do this role? Why, Consider, Why is it, it, because it brave? Because
1: it's his life, and it's very critical of him. Yeah, and, and he co-wrote the script, right? Like, like he's a, a very. At that was he time, trying
0: to like change himself? Because he did like Reds
1: after that, right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, like, I mean, the guy is a very like he brilliant guy, totally brilliant guy. You I know, mean, like he hasn't made a great movie in a long time, but I mean, like, he's in that period of time, man. He was like, he was everything. He was like the star, the writer, the producer, blah blah blah. It's so sad, it. yeah.
2: But you know, and it's so L.A. too, because I've known a couple. Hmm, I've known a couple people in this, you know, during my, my time in the visual effects world and other things. There's someone I, I, I knew uh, that was a uh, – uh, decided they were going to become a commercial director mm-hmm. and were directing commercials. And the motivation – and he did. But the motivation for him was to fuck girls. Bish. Right, I'm going to make right. I'm going to make a commercial. Right. And then I'm, gonna, I'm going to I, the, the best part of the whole thing is going to be casting. Yeah. And I'm going to pick the girl that's going to be I don't um, no, no, I didn't know. I haven't not taught, a saying any names. <laughs> and and I'm going to I'm going to and it, I I really used to think like this can't really be true. Yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, but, but it is. Yeah, yeah, I want to cast someone that looks really hot and right. then I'm going to flirt with them on set and then I'm going to date them and then I'm going to fuck him. Yep. Right? right? And I was like, in that order? Wow. Wow, really? And then it's like that and he's like, but in the meantime, we all have fucking jobs. Right. And we have to actually do it. there's no concept, I mean, and the guy was actually talented as a as a as an art. He had a great eye. Mhm. But it was like his motivation was about doing that. And then there was um, another guy, another guy uh, uh, that I remember who was an intern that worked for us at one point. And his whole, you know, he basically went to some, uh, you know, pay for profit school, Mm -hmm. right? He was promised, like, you come to this school and you get all this debt.
1: That's <laughs> right. Right?
2: And then That's and then you're going to get a job in Hollywood. Right. right. Totally bought into that thing. Yeah. Right. He did get an internship. He was okay talented. Mm. But he was like, what do you mean I'm not being paid a whole bunch of money? Because his motivation was to – I work in a movie industry – and I'm gonna get go to clubs and get girls. And
1: get, that's right.
2: But he lives in L.A. Everyone works in the fucking movie industry.
1: Right. Exactly, that's it did right. Not. That's right, ladies. I'm a compositor.
2: Yeah. I'm an intern <laughs> I get at a, a visual, visual effects company. And I'm like,
1: I no. like, to composite myself with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. I know. It's. I mean, it, like that. I. I think it's fair advice for anyone who's listening who wants to be in the VFX industry that. Really do it for the love.
2: <laughs> Although I will tell this story. I mm-hmm. will tell the story and I will use names in this one. And uh it's gonna be hilarious because we're gonna go on a little tangent. Here we go. It's uh and I don't think he'll care if I tell the story, but it's my, my good friend Scott Metzger, who always has outrageous stories. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. <laughs> know Scott. Know Scott?
2: Scott? Yeah. But he was uh uh, and he's actually he. This is before he has but his very lovely uh, girlfriend. I don't know. They've been together for a long time, but she's she's
1: great. This happens so pri- before, before that. Before that, yes. okay. Right. So whatever, he, whatever was, he was he was he
2: was he was on a shoot. Uh, and I think it was in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and you know, is he was so on set supervisor. So he has all this equipment for you know uh, 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 surveying and all this different stuff that mm-hmm. he does. And Scott loves technology, and he is very good at it. Right. But he meets some girl at a bar, mm-hmm. Louisiana, FS. I like where this is going. <laughs> and he goes and like talking to her and goes, hey, do you want to take a really expensive photograph? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he, wow. Yeah, he does like a lot. <laughs> <What? laughs> l- and he, he goes and he, hey, She's she uh, apparently bought into it. Right. Know <laughs> that sounds uh, either
1: lascivious or dangerous. He's cra- <laughs> Scott's
2: crazy. He's brilliant, crazy, and like what the fuck? Sometimes, like, yes, but he's. So his Scott's stories are amazing, and I've got a million of them. But then he he goes – and he's telling us the story, and I'm just tearing, laughing. And he's like, no, this really happened. I was like, yeah, I know. That's what's even funnier. So he takes the girl, and he basically does a LiDAR scan of him and the girl, like in an embrace mm-hmm. that he just met.
1: <laughs> nice. Yes, right? good.
2: And then – so he's got a 3D model of oh, him man. and this girl. <laughs> and then he gets her email or her – Text message whatever right. he he then takes the <laughs> he then takes the 3D model of them and the situation uh-huh. brings it in and renders them in marble <laughs> oh nice <That's laughs> like excellent. like a sculpture that's perfect and then sends it to her like like this is you know he had a good time last night here's a, a marble wow. sculpture of that this. is a,
1: that's there's okay. something it's a pretty good play. That's a good play. I got not say. I don't, I don't think I've been on too many dates where people have given me marveled sculptures of us. I just remember <laughs> when we
0: all worked on um, iRobot together, I would walk over and he sat next to you. Stealth. And, stealth. And yeah. I would walk over and I would just say, God, I would say something political because you guys were on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And he would just be like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Chris, why would you say that?" And, and, uh, and then, <laughs> wow, and then I would walk away.
2: and then Oh, well, you just laid these bombs. And basically, <laughs> it was about the Iraq War. Right. It was about yes. the Iraq War, and you would, would say something, and, and then you would you like, would say something about Iraq just so that he would say something ridiculous, and it would set me off. It would set you
0: off, and, and then, then basically I walk away. He was like,
2: "Iraq," so you would fucking do an Iraq man. Glass parking lot, glass parking lot. And then you would <laughs> and then and you was, and then fall for the And then
0: they would go at it, and, and then I would ha- walk away. And oh, then Honzi would
2: be like laughing the whole time.
0: Oh man,
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. There you go. Yeah, there
0: you go. hilarious. But I props of- for
1: the uh, for the uh, the marble uh, three three D printed. Listen,
2: Scotts. Scott's a, a smart guy. He's he, done he, well He's now. crazy. Yeah. He's, he sold his company to Sony Pictures, so yeah, he's doing well good. Well
1: done. Well done. I have not sold my company to Sony Pictures, yeah, so right. I, I think that's pretty so good. So he's doing okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, that uh, – Did you
2: yeah. see the meme, by the way? Not that I want to care. Not that anyone in this country should care about fucking Prince Harry at all. Prince – it's, Yes. It's stupid that we give any opinion about this because he's nothing to do with us at all.
1: And he's well, – yeah. 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 Who cares? Who cares?
2: But I did see a hilarious meme, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which was a uh, uh, picture of Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. And then it said underneath, it says, but Harry doesn't mind. He didn't make the scene. He's got a daytime job. He's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. as like, yes. Mark Knopfler, <laughs> That's Sultan's a swig. <laughs> That's it's pretty a, good. We are the
1: Sultans. We had the, salt this the swag. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mind. He doesn't make the
2: scene. He's got a daytime job. He's doing all right. Thank you very all much. Right. Right. He's doing I was all like, right. okay, I will. I will. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's get, a good one. And that's just that. because you, you guys know my my Mark Knopfler in this. Do you have a Mark? So, Knopfler? Somehow, my, now you know my YouTube uh, feed has been uh, Mark Knopfler'd.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. Is that a verb? <laughs>
2: Well, it's not, it is now. It is now.
1: I've been not flared, not flirted. <laughs> That's a good one. But yeah, no, I think um, uh, I, I think that in another in another alternate universe, Scott Metz, Scott Metzger might be uh, the Warren Beatty of.
2: Oh my God, he is a
0: shampoo <laughs> of visual effects. He visual is effects. yeah. He is totally
1: that. <laughs> I mean, that entirely complimentary. Scott, does he have, does he have
0: kids now? Scott,
1: yeah. God for no. <laughs> that is a wrong statement.
0: Well, he got married, right? Did he get married?
2: I don't know, I'm asking. I don't know. Scott's a very interesting character. Uh I've I've got a I've got a very uh very interesting relationship with him. Uh, but uh yeah, I know
1: him only in passing, but he was a very kind man uh, when I met him. He's a he
2: he he's a very difficult character to get along with.
1: <laughs> uh
2: but I, I do mean that with love. Oh, I in a, in a I liked sense. him a lot. I always thought he was a wonderful but, guy. But, and he's very, very smart. Yep. But he's very, very stupid at the same time. No, he's just a <laughs> no, douche. He's just he's a douche. Very, he, now, oh, he's he's very stupid because he Spicy. he does really smart things, but then he like
0: veers it in a stupid – It's like if you just stuck to this, you had it perfectly. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, do you remember
0: I- when he wanted to go deep dish during stealth? He's like, we're going to get pizzas sent oh my for, to Chicago, chai style, deep dish. That's Everybody- a brilliant idea. What are you talking okay, about? Now that's, now, now that's a real thing. Yo, God. but back when he was he's doing, doing it, it, we're going he deep dish. Now, so he's, he's like, like she she cutting heads, Sheely, dude. how many pieces can deep you heads, eat?" I don't know. Edge. I haven't had deep dish before. He's like, "Oh, you got to try. You got to try." He was ready the, to pay the best thing: two hundred and fifty dollars a pizza to be dry ice. It was thirty-five dollars a slice, dude. Yeah, thirty-five
3: dollars a slice
0: <laughs> to bring it in,
2: and it was <laughs> like, it's "Why deep didn't
1: dish?" <laughs> dude, <laughs> but it's, it's actually deep. a
2: thing now. People are doing that. It's way cheaper, obviously. Yeah. But they're like shipping you, like, "Oh, it's from this famous deep dish place in Chicago." But he was like. He's so Chicago, like yeah, a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. very Chicago. Yeah, no, understandable, understandable. No, I mean, so like, yeah. many Scott. I, mean, I, can, I don't know how many I can actually put on this podcast <laughs> before the cops a, break in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, some yes. of them are really crazy, uh, but uh, no, I uh, he's a I he did some really smart things. Smart things. You know in, how he got his start? Uh, oh,
0: what I don't. he can worked some... for the the brothers.
2: Karen oh Hutsal? yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I, yeah, like I said, I know that you know part. I also, no. There are so many stories I will tell anyone who's interested who listens to the podcast. I will tell you, uh, I will tell you off air. Right. Just asking. Personal assistance. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. What? Interesting. Yeah. He used to collect that stuff for them.
1: That's, that's good. That's yeah. a good time.
2: Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, yeah, lots of stuff. Anyway, uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted. But you're right. Maybe that's why I got all into the Metzger-ness because <laughs> we should get him in and do a movie with him.
1: Uh, that would be. I'm really worried about what movie he would pick. Oh man, I'm I'm loving it. Whatever you can bring, Scott, you're invited. It's gonna be great. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That would be uh, awesome. I'm
2: sure there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who know who Scott Metzger is because he's a character. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: I'm worried. Oh, I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> He may actually want to do Clockwork Orange, actually. Oh, that we should do. That makes sense. That makes sense. Man, oh, man. I like I think because you know, uh, people who are listening may not know if they haven't listened before. <laughs> we have to say it. Chris has never seen A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I've been saving it. We have a uh, film podcast and there's a Stanley Kubrick movie that Chris has not seen. I know, seen. I
2: know, I know. And I, like I said, I have been saving it. Like it's some it's not because I'm not interested or anything I'm actually really
1: excited to see you want to savor this thing this is an yeah, experience it's, it's to like have. me with the yeah.
0: uh, the movie I haven't seen was uh
1: Ferris Bueller You had not seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off No Wow Oh uh, did it treat you well I've never seen it Oh my golly. I didn't know this Yeah I was like you know what I've we gone got this two far i am never going to see
2: it I would I would we should do a Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Eric cuz I I've not, never they, seen no. that movie never, you, are,
0: are you excited about seeing it I've never seen it. So, sh- yeah. yeah. We, you should I be know, excited about it. I don't that's know anything an about it except, name. oh, no. You know what was yeah. funny about that?
1: That's the Kool-Aid guy.
0: <laughs> I went to that guy's house. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I went to that guy's house. Oh, the the, uh, the the mellow guy or whatever it is? Yeah. I went to his house. Wow. Yellow, yellow. 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 That's it. I went it. to yellow. his
0: house. Yeah. I can't tell you how beautiful it, it was um, when I worked in the theater. Uh, which is I think the Barry show is kind of based on. And mm-hmm. It was or 2000 oh. to 2006 or 2007. Incredible. incredible show. At the Beverly Hills Playhouse, there was somebody there who – Get your was, mic closer, dude. Somebody th- of Mary, and she was married to uh, Milton Casales, mm-hmm. and he ran the, the playhouse. And they had a friend, and it was up um, – if you go in Los Feliz on that main road uh, mm-hmm. as you're approaching the Greek, and then yeah, there's yeah. this gated community on your right. Right. And it is um, the home of the famous – um, 20s handsome star Rudolph uh, Valentino, Valentino yeah. it's his home
1: oh that's pretty great yeah and there's some great stuff right there and he made
0: all that money
1: yeah. to pay for that home mm-hmm. from oh no no oh, wow that's amazing there it is it featured was, it in was... two films uh, I'm going wait before you say it secret of my success yes yeah baby that was was a very successful uh, that's
0: right financially and then just invested the rest wise wise person uh, wise person yeah
1: okay so okay so now I feel like I'm out of the loop on that now you, you have a famous one you haven't seen you have a famous one you haven't seen I don't know what obvious movie I should have seen by now that I have not seen well yeah how do we even discover this there well, must I, be something. I, I, How about Titanic? Well,
2: no, Titanic I did see. No, no,
1: no, me. I, I, I like. Know, I, don't, I, I don't have one. Though. Like this is – like. Yeah. But I, like
2: I really want to see it. So now it's like I'm not loving the anticipation. I hope it doesn't disappoint me. I don't think that – Which one? Clockwork Orange. It's not going to disappoint
1: I
0: do not what? think that will disappoint me. Okay. I guess you're afraid of violence.
2: The, no. But uh, so so the other <laughs> – violence. But I will say this. So here's an interesting thing about uh, uh – I'm not going to sp- – Spoil it too much for you, Eric. Here's an interesting thing—a story about uh, um, uh, Ferris, *Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day, off Day Off*. Is we were living in, uh, so I hadn't moved to the United States when that movie came out, right? Mm-hmm. And but my sister was so my my sister came to the U.S. and then I came to the U.S. So we were both going to visit my grandfather in Vermont at the time, and they went to go see *Ferris Bueller* come out, and it was a big, huge hit when it came out. A lot of mm-hmm. people loved it. I
1: saw it like every goddamn night of that summer, boy. Right, right. Oh, was it great. was a lot of fun.
2: So. But my sister went to go like, Oh, you gotta see Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And so she went to go see it with her friends and she goes She said specifically, she's like, I don't know why people are thinking this is a great movie. It's a story about a guy who
1: skips school. Why are we celebrating that? Oh, is she actually the sister of Ferris Bueller in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> that was her quote, right? Right.
2: At which point My mother, who hadn't seen the movie either, said, and was like, Good for you. Right? At which point I'm like, Huh, all right. I hadn't seen it. Mm. So I hadn't seen it at all. So I was like, I just, that was my memory. It was like, I guess, you know, my sister was the smart one who said, called out the truth about this movie. And that's what it is. And kids skipping school. kids skipping school. And then I saw it and goes, she missed the whole fucking point.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, Apocalypse
0: Now is just a story about a guy going up a river in search of a mysterious guy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Why would anybody want to spend a time doing that?
1: So <laughs> much humidity. Boring. So much humidity. Yeah, dude. The, the, the uh Yeah. We don't want to uh, – we, we should save this for the actual Ferris Bueller uh, podcast. But I am excited to have that podcast now that I uh, know that Eric hasn't seen this because that movie is – is one oh, of the, one of the very best comedies of all time, and I've well, seen it
2: many, 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 yeah, many, many,
1: many uh, times. top ten of the top five of the eighties, probably. Yeah, and yep, uh, yep. and one That's of the, good and one of the most important comedies ever made. Unbelievably good movie, yeah. and uh, and uh, be- like I just love seeing ever like I love seeing Hughes. Uh, yeah, John Hughes, and apparently he wrote the script in like four days. Uh, you know, the like, montages in it are incredible, it's just incredible. That is that is the, still one of the most it's it's both hilarious and incredibly meaningful. Like every time I see that movie, I'm just like, there are moments that really get me in this movie, like no other comedy. All right, right. we should see it. Yeah, I'll see it. Really, really. I've, I've
0: literally never seen it. In what <laughs> way?
1: It's <laughs> the best.
2: Does the <laughs> author's use of, of
1: Prisons <laughs> symbolize. <Symbolized. laughs> or the other, or the one of their favorites when, uh, um, And the Holly Smoot tariff raised <laughs> or lowered, Lord, raised Lord, or lowered. Lord, <laughs>
3: raised.
0: Oh, wait a anybody, minute. Anybody, I, anybody? I just met that guy. That guy's Ted's neighbor.
1: Who, oh, why? yeah. yeah. That's, he's actually a political oh, person. He's what's, a, uh, uh, what's his name? He's, I met him. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben,
0: ben, Stein. Stein. ben Stein. I met yes. him. And you got to get closer to him. I met him at me Ted's bigger. mailbox in December because he came out. He's like, hello. And he, yep. he had looked like he had one foot in the grave. And I was like, Well, Ben Stein is not young.
1: No, he is not a young man. Because
0: uh, I remember he had
2: a show. He had a game show on Comedy Central yep. called yes. Ben Stein's Money. Win Ben, Stein, ben Stein, Stein's, win money. Ben Stein's, Stein's money.
1: money. That's right. Yeah, he is a, um, nice, a, guy, a nice guy. Nice yeah. guy, very conservative. Yeah, very conservative. Um, Funny. Uh, yeah, no, it seems like it seems like a perfectly charming person. And yes, I love him in that movie. But that's what he. But he was more. Said, he's he, was, he was he was right.
2: old school conservative, more like the uh, uh, what's William F. Buckley type. Yeah, yeah, conservative. He's, yeah he's he's like six. not he's Trump like,
1: conservative. Yeah, you would say like gold, gold <laughs> China. Gold, Goldwater conservative, Goldwater, stuff, water yeah, goldwater conservative. Stuff, there you go. Yeah. Uh, seeing as though William F. Buckley is a crazy person. But uh, but yeah no definitely these days I think William F Buckley's a fucking genius, <laughs> genius compared. <laughs> so that brings us around to shampoo and the one thing I would love to say about shampoo, about Nixon about Nixon, <laughs> then impeachment and stuff like this um, is that this movie uh, like I've seen this movie many many times. Uh, it is always definitely I think. I think by the way, sorry. Yeah, that's right. I, I I've seen this movie before. Oh, excellent. Okay,
2: right. But I didn't. Because it's so... It's sort of a rare one. Like, people know no, well, of it right? Well, or have seen it, but I think they don't remember I, it. I, I think I remember parts of the movie. Right. So it's, a, it's, a, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So I think I thought it was multiple movies. Like, oh, I... Oh, I remember this there. exactly. That, I guess this was in this movie. This was in this movie. This right. was because it is disjointed oh, in a lot of ways. It's completely, which uh, it's very vignette. Yeah, a lot of totally uh, plays up with the story because right. it's just fucking him but running you, around from situation to situation. You could you could yeah. take
0: some of those scenes of Goldie Hawn and cut those in with the Chevy Chase movies she did. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, like f- mean, foul play and yeah, foul play and, all and that stuff. Love. Yeah, like love love those movies. Love, Private Benjamin. Private Benjamin. Yes, obviously. Overboard. Oh, which I've seen. I've seen I've seen Overboard a lot. <laughs> Possibly a thousand Well,
2: that's the thing. Overboard is like the perfect Sunday 11 o'clock Yeah, I can't movie. find the remote
1: control. It's on. Oh, I'm just going to sit here. Watch Overboard. <laughs> just watch the whole goddamn thing again. Yeah, no, that's Many a, times. A absolute classic. Absolute classic. Didn't
2: they make another version of Overboard? They did. I
1: think like they, they did. Sh- uh, Gender-swapped uh, vision of it. And, Ugh, uh, it terrible. It didn't, didn't look very good. Could have been good, and they could have done a good job, but apparently they Goldie did not. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn, amazing, still amazing. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, the political aspect of this film has always been sort of in the past for me. Uh, but watching it now, it struck me as a very present day movie.
0: Yeah, and they remind you with the posters on the wall yeah. and and
1: the TVs yeah. in the background. Like about yeah, I've always I've always sort of picked it up as like the reason why I love the movie pr- prior to this is because it is a a, a movie about being of, of about about uh, being you know like. Everyone has a time in their life when they feel that lost when they feel like i'm I'm spinning my wheels i'm I'm making all the choices that used to make me happy, but now they don't make me happy and like I think anyone can identify with that uh basic emotion of the film uh but the context of Nixon himself and that aspect uh, was always sort of like, oh well, that's something that happened in the sixties, and that's part of the movie whereas like today I watched it um and I watched it again, I was just like this is like this is about uh like I think that we're self-involved in a very different way than people were at that time, but the looming doom feeling that I get about um, the way things are going is the same. You know what we're not though, mm-hmm. which they are. There we are.
2: we're today. We're way more polarized than they were back then.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Which is right? which is actually how I how I believe that we are self-obsessed because.
3: Th-
2: the Senator is like oh, I'm at a fucking hippie party. Yeah, who cares? Whatever. Well, I'll take off my pants. I'll take off my pants. Yeah. No, I won't smoke any dope. Oh, well, yeah,
1: maybe I will. get a little dope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even give a shit about Nixon. He's like, well, I don't know. Whatever. Don't know. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Maybe loud. Nixon will fix this yeah, exactly. shit. Exactly. He's concerned with like, you know, he's concerned with about like he's concerned about getting laid just as much as, as everybody else. As is. Is. I think like that's every-
0: why at the end he decided to help him with the business because he wants almost like Beatty to help him get laid.
1: Yeah, basically. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about his wife. He doesn't give a fuck about his girlfriend. He doesn't give a fuck about really anything but himself. And he is, he's still not an asshole. Like, he's just, like, you know, he like, Jack Warden doesn't come across as like some big, like in any other movie, he'd be like the big prick that gets his comeuppance. And this, you just go, well, that's kind of fucking sad. And then you still look at he Warren Beatty and you're like, that's Why crazy. the hell did he you, was in the you verdict. like
2: Titanic? Because the bad guy in that movie is just like exactly what you described as stupid. Oh, because it's perfect
1: thing. for a Titanic. Good oh, God. That's like, that's like hey, complaining about guapo. explosions and Regis Lost Jack arc. Warren was
0: also in The Verdict.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, no, the, yeah. You say he's Newman's buddy in the and Bernays. he discovers the check. Great. That's uh, So good, so, uh, Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, not Charlotte Gainsbourg, but uh, is it Charlotte Gainsbourg? Charlotte so- Gainsbourg, yep. And because uh, she gets paid off by James Mason. Spoiler alert. Yes, the take the 40 check. Years old. <laughs> now, James. Like oh my, I almost did Werner Herzog. James Mason. Yes, you should think about that. Take the check. <laughs> take the check. Um, that's good. That's, I'm getting better at that one. But I, I, I now all automatically do Herzog as my first half of any impression. Here's my John Travolta. In what I was doing, <laughs> Saturday Night Fever. That's <laughs> the best I can do. But anyway, the um uh yeah the the political someone su- was
2: doing. I saw someone do an impression on some late night show of their uh Ray Romano. Oh yeah, playing golf. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. He was like. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 that's, that's funny romano has turned into a good actor like, he was i liked him on vinyl and he's really good in the irishman he was good in The irishman. yeah he's like uh, i always thought he was a funny comedian and he was always good on that show but uh like it's nice to, when i saw him in the irishman i was like i just want you to know you where voice, i first learned
2: of romano or is uh dr Katz?
1: oh that's right that's a great show jesus that's a great show but unsung it, hero of a show yes yeah Man, man. That, and whoever that voice actor is, you see him, you hear him all the time. Dr. Katz. Yeah. His, yeah. Katzberg,
2: or, his, yeah. his name is Katz or yeah, something. He is so Jonathan fun. Katz is Jonathan his Jonathan name. Jonathan Katz. Yeah, yeah. So
1: goddamn great. And he was on the It was funny. He did his thing. He, was a, he, he did a thing right,
2: where he's like right. on the phone with some – like because it, it, he has his own stand-up. He's mm-hmm. like – he's on the phone with uh, <laughs> with someone – uh, you know, uh, to 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 fill out a form or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, sir." And it's like, uh, "Can you spell your uh, your name?" And it's like, "Yes, it's Jonathan. J is in Jonathan. O is in Onathan. H- <laughs> <laughs> o is in Onathan. That's oh, really that's great. So it was like you were just like, he just did this whole thing. It was really funny, but there was a. Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, there was a show, on Cartoon Network or Comedy Central. I think it was Cartoon Network. Doctor Cats called Doctor Cats, and it was squiggly line animation. Yep, uh, which f- the people didn't like. A lot of yep. people didn't or like. I loved it. Right, irritated yeah. them, but basically he played a psychiatrist, and uh, John Benjamin played his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he would give, be giving you know psychiatry to comedians, mm-hmm. and comedians would come in. To talk about their problems, but really what they're doing is they're doing their own stand-up.
1: Yeah, and it gives them a fucking little – it gives them 10 minutes to do their To do their stand-up.
2: And it was – Ray Romano would be a frequent character on there as well as – who else was there? Uh, Jim – Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. There was a bunch of other ones. Yeah, super funny show. Super funny. Really – Really funny show. Uh,
1: the same crew did uh, Home, home movies. movies, which is also historical, where the Cats played uh, Coach McGurk. Coach McGurk. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and there was another one. Science Court, I think, was the other I don't one. remember that one. And, it, yeah, it's terrific, terrific stuff. Yeah, 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 I bet these are available on YouTube. I don't think that was ever that big. Ahead. We have a box set of oh, Dr. God, cats so at home. That's fucking good. I love that. I love that show. I used to watch Dr. Cats on a lot of... Uh, uh, IFC is fishing with John. I used to watch those. On I love time. that. Oh God. I love fishing, fishing with, John. with John. Fishing with John. Oh my God. Um, in any case, yeah, the, uh, uh so the ending of this movie shampoo, yeah. um, uh, uh, after the big, uh, slapstick, uh, a go, go, uh, after the hippie party, yeah. after everything, like all the, all the various plot lines collide, uh, it all ends up with nothing. Like Warren Beatty, ends up uh, not hooking up with Julie Christie. Julie Christie decides to be with Jack Warden, and uh, and she just uh, takes the money. And she just takes the money. And her uh, hair and, gets and, okay. Can we talk
2: about her hair? Yeah, distinctly whole, artificial, right? Th- distinctly artificial. Yeah. I mean, uh, clearly and she's
1: got to emphasize the artificiality. Of do that you hair. think
2: it's I, on purpose? Because yeah. it looks like a wig. It I, is think a wig.
1: I, th- I think it is a wig, and I think it is. It is made to look like Jack Warden's wife. Like he is like this is this is who you're gonna turn turn into this is essentially what that that's saying, you know. Like the 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 wife who left him, and now you're just going to be the new wife who'll eventually leave him. Like she's made a bad decision. Right. Jack Warden is not the right person to be with. The wife with. giving the finger was hilarious. Oh, it's fucking gold, dude. It's gold. But I mean, like the you get to the poignant moment in that movie when um when um uh, Warren Beatty is talking to Julie Christie, like openly and honestly, and just like just trying to become self-aware mm-hmm. and they're being completely straight with each other. And he said, like I had, was it was like, I had a dream that I was like, uh, I, I was, I owned a shop and you know, I was 50 years old and I owned a, I owned the shop and I had to, uh, go pick up Goldie Hawn or whatever it was. And I woke up and I was so fucking depressed. And I was like, Oh my God, dude! <laughs> like you are like, like you are, that is not a dream. That is a, that is a vision of the future, but minus Goldie Hawn. Like, you're right. not going to get that. Yeah. Like, you're going to have literally nothing. Uh, he's scared of getting old. He's scared of getting old. He, like, the guy, I mean, story-wise, the, the reason why you have the um, the uh, salon owner's son get killed is that what hits him, what hits Beatty is, the, is just the concept of death.
2: Right, fragility.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like, you're, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're running out of time. That's it you know like all this all this clamoring and running around and you know trying to you know uh satisfy yourself and everybody else and thinking that's going to be making you happy no you you have one moment when you could have gotten it together and you missed it and you tried to chase, chase after it and you look even more ridiculous and the movie ends in this note of just like him standing on top of this like foggy uh hill in LA and it's just like he that's watches it. her go away. He watches her go. And that's that. You know, and then so like for as much silliness as there is in this movie, like the last five minutes are like, this is no joke. Like this is the this is a disaster. And and we, you and you get to a lot you know, like you care about him enough via like the movie just reveals truths about I think anybody who watches the movie. You know, yeah. these are these are things that you can directly relate to. As much of an asshole as Beatty is. Like you can totally connect with these. Well, feelings.
2: it makes the idea of a guy who gets a lot of ass feel kind of depressing. Kind of depressing. <laughs> and the thing is, I mean, like,
1: yeah, that's. I mean, the thing is, like, I and I said before, but I really enjoy the fact that everybody in this movie uh, is very free about sex. I think that's pretty great. Yeah. You know, like, I, like it's a sixties like, baby. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, there's a like on one level, there's a positive attitude about sex in the movie. Um, but the fact is, everyone's using it to distract themselves from their own bad choices. Right. And this is the the hole that he's in in the end is is just, you know, he's not going to get out of it. And that's the end of – that's more or less the end of his – that's the last happy moment of his life. Who um, was the hairdresser it was based on? Uh, Sebring, I guess? Is that a real person? Yeah, he was killed by Charles Manson. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another aspect of the movie where you're just like – there's a weird – just the fact that it's a hairdresser. Yeah, one um, of the
0: guys that was a famous hairdresser that was at
1: the – uh, il cielo uh, the C- yeah. cielo drive killed by Manson's people and just the During- jay sebring yeah jay sebring yeah friend of um um uh, polanski uh yeah Bob, and uh, sharon tate. Sharon tate. sharon tate and uh that was his her stylist yeah and the no, things they is, dated and they dated so like when wait you-
0: is he
2: the character in once upon a time in hollywood yeah, who's-
1: yeah. okay so he's the f- oh yeah he's the guy who's like oh yeah come on up and meet sharon like right, and the thing is, I mean, like I, I'm sure. Okay, that's all ties it together. I didn't know that. Yeah, and the, and like that is the that's the same sort of like the the trap, like just the idea of making a movie about this hairdresser in Los Angeles at that time is going to bring up JSC, bring in people's minds when the movie comes out, and it has the same Nixonian, you know, the the creeping death that's coming for us all. Right, uh, is is really really there, and I feel like that's the thing, like watching this. Um, For this show, like it was an even more depressing movie than I remembered it being because the context that I feel that we're in right now is I I was just like, oh, my God, it's like I feel exactly as uh, like on the verge of hopelessness about certain things as. Everyone in this movie should feel. Do you think you know? also
0: because a lot of them were really big activists mm-hmm. and by that time it's like, okay, so instead of marching in the streets and setting buses on fire to get to give you a warning about how we see the future and the Malays of this world. Right. How about we just do the opposite. Yeah, way. we'll show you Malays. We'll show you Malays in the society that right. you're accustomed to. Right. Right. And how everyone's just kind of slow walking to a cliffside yep. and going. It's just another approach of protest in yeah. a way. So that's, I don't know. I, I
1: agree with you. I agree. I think that, like, I mean, certain, certainly, like, it's like in the seventy seventy four seventy five. 74, 75, like, you're deep in, like, Watergate, Vietnam, depression. Like, like the other things that Beatty is making are things like Parallax View, which is like a super it. paranoia movie. You know, like, these are like, like, uh, shampoo is a, is an, is an incredibly grim. Three Days film. of the Condor. Three Days of the Condor. Yeah, exactly. Sidney Pollock. You know, Clute. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Clute is just miraculous. And also by the same guy who did, um, you know, it's a, yeah, what's his name? It's just, yeah, Piccola. And, uh, like all these, all these movies, like all these movies where there's sort of spooky depression on their sleeve, except shampoo. And shampoo Can is. You hear me? What? Oh. Yeah. oh, there you go. That's how it works. Yeah. Microphone, right here. But the uh, but shampoo, unlike Parallax View and unlike Clued, shampoo is sunlit and happy and funny and jokes and Jack Warden and boobs and whatever. And it, at the end you want to, you just want to go to sleep because <laughs> you're just like this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. And uh, and it's, uh, I think it's a very powerful movie to watch today. And it brings up it evoked, like my. How can I say it? Uh the only interaction I really have with say social media is via what we do for the podcast. Yeah. Right? You've been killing it by the way. And it's been super like Twitter's Twitter, been awesome. Oh, it's been super fun and everyone has been really really great. Uh That's
2: cuz you 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 that's the thing that, right? You've you've achieved the persona on social media. Right. That right. allows that to be the only thing that you hear.
1: It's yeah, like the channel through which I speak is very narrow like I, right. I have, I have, and
2: therefore the way that people respond to you is through that channel. Yeah, and and it's
1: all in the same vibe. They're not like going to sit
2: there and it's like, yes, but let's talk about Trump. No one's yeah, do no that. no one's going to
1: do that. And it's uh, because and this by this by the way is um, I learned is called setting boundaries, <laughs> which is a good thing to do in your life. Right, and uh, and this is just something that because of the because this is a podcast for a show. It's not uh, rather it's rather it's a Twitter account for a podcast um, that I have to do. Uh, But, uh, it also makes the entire exposure to social media a thousand times more enjoyable for me. Right. Right. And, uh, you enjoy
2: coming to the podcast. You enjoyed being on Twitter and continuing that same
1: vibe. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that, uh, the outside of, I mean, outside of that, I basically quit social media. Like I am, I, I appear a little bit on Facebook from time to time for minor comments or family stuff, right? I know. Um, but I gave up on it because I feel that, um essentially we're in the the extremely anxious very very um sort of angry at each other's throats version of shampoo like right. in, and where like we're spinning our wheels in a totally different way yeah and uh meanwhile this big thing is actually these many big things are actually happening that we should be paying attention to yes and we are not paying attention to them because no. we are very easily distracted no, because we're just just Trying to fuck our hairdresser, <laughs> exactly, and what whatever that means in social media today, you know that is we're trying to achieve that satisfaction. We yeah. care about
2: we are Americans mm-hmm. as an example. We are Americans. Why the fuck are people so opinionated about Prince? fucking About Harry? Prince Harry,
1: like the, we what have does that? We has nothing
2: to do with anything. What's have to do with anything? It has
1: zero to do with anything.
2: You have an opinion about this, is just a much bigger uh, commentary on you than on Prince Harry. Yeah, exactly. You're looking, who's commenting on these you, guys. Everyone, everyone's coming. Right. And they're like, if you're English, maybe because that is part of your culture that is important, right. whatever. But Americans shouldn't give two shits about it. Right.
1: It has nothing to do with anything. Like that's like being obsessed with somebody else's laundry. Yeah. You know, it's why dumb.
2: are you obsessed about Prince Harry? And why are you not obsessed about the Swedish prince? Yeah, or exactly. whoever else, right, right? Right. Like, what is you? You've got
0: a these are
1: problem. All, these are all distractions. Your distractions. All, this, all these and things. Meanwhile, are distractions.
0: Uh, didn't the Swedish prince just kill himself?
1: Not, yes, maybe. I, don't, I don't, know. don't know. I have no See, idea. See, the problem
0: is,
2: I don't even know. I don't, know. I don't even care about that, and I shouldn't.
1: <laughs> right. Nothing to do with <laughs> this. Nothing to do with this. No, us. no offense to the Swedish prince. I don't know anything about this person at all. <laughs> you also made a comment,
2: uh, or you emailed me or messaged me. That you listened to the Sally Slade oh I uh, did, yes, yeah, podcast, which was wonderful it was it really fantastic great really great, 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 great podcast. podcast, yeah, we did mention a plus uh, we did mention uh you in the podcast, um, but uh and it was funny, and I tried to really say like listen i'd really so you
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say you guys were far too kind for the level of idiot that I was. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> but I appreciate it very much and I thought it was a great discussion. To
2: give guys a little more context. So basically, uh, uh, Sally Slade, who is uh, was on uh, uh, on CG Garage before, she came on to Martini Giant and she did the Existence episode, mm-hmm. right? She then came back onto another CG Garage episode with two other lovely uh, women, uh, Kat Harris and Emily Van Belgum, EVB. And uh, they talked a lot about different technology stuff that they did. And we were talking a little bit – it was a podcast takeover where I wasn't actually trying to steer the conversation or do anything like I do on the other ones. I basically let them talk as long as I did which by the way, because of that and because we make things very comfortable in this room, went on two and a half hours. But what was – we talked about mansplaining a little bit on that's where dan came up because we talked about existence where he felt like he shooting m- my mouth off m- about vr mansplaining vr to, to a vr master <laughs> to, to to sally but what was also really cool and that comes back this is sorry long go around mm-hmm. about it while we're all sitting here distracted with printarian stuff sally wrote uh, a started a a a a nonprofit. Instagram. Yeah. And I forgot the name of the nonprofit, but I, I, her Instagram is called Billbotbaggins. And
1: well and you can actually look at it as uh, uh BillBot.California now. billbot.california and,
2: depending on she's gonna make one if for I'm every right state. About that,
1: but billbot baggins is how you will So find the it.
2: idea is that she has a system that automatically scrubs through the database of all the bills that are being passed through your local
1: state. Right. And, and then and I believe they have a federal one coming up anyway. they are doing a right. uh, Billbot Federal.
2: And then they are going to make Instagram posts of like, here is bill number four, five, seven, nine, eight, G or whatever it is, and this is what it's about, and outline it so you on your Instagram
1: feed, like, huh, it's backed by a lovely stock photo, right? So it looks very, it looks very Instagramy and friendly, right? And you can now know what the fuck is going on in your state around you in a way that you can actually affect,
2: right? It's like. Wait a minute. They're doing what? Yeah. As opposed to you being distracted by Prince Harry memes like I exactly. was, I should be distracted by like, what's happening? Things at you might have some control over. Right. So she's doing that <laughs> yeah. and that's amazing yeah, and you guys fantastic. should totally check it out.
1: Yeah. It's really, totally. really great stuff. Yeah. And and check out the podcast in general because I was like, it's a great, it's just a great conversation. It's a great life.
2: conversation. Three very, very smart ladies. Yeah. Um,
1: Really, really cool. But yeah, with with things like – the stuff like Shampoo, like Shampoo would – the plot of Shampoo would be solved if people in the movie got their heads out of their asses. (laughs) Like like if they actually spoke to each other the way that Julie Christie and him do in the end and they did it earlier in their lives and they actually connected with each other. But it was too late. But it was too late. Right, that's the whole point of that conversation. It's right. too late. It's too late, and the and I, I this is what I was feeling watching the movie today. Is like you because he could have just walked away from that relationship, but yep. somehow he, re, he
2: realized and he cared.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is the this is the thing. So you went like with the the political. I think when people watch the movie, they'll 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 see what I'm talking about when uh, Eric brought up about, about the political overtones in the movie. Uh, But I think that Chris is exactly right to bring up uh, Bill Bot Baggins because like for all the fucking stress that we hurl at each other over social media like 24-7, right? It is – 99.9% of it is stuff that makes literally no difference in our lives whatsoever. Or misleading. Is misleading. Yeah. And and much much of which we can't do anything directly about, the way you control your government – is by interacting with it directly, and that's what things like Bill Baggins actually allow you to be aware of. So that's what we're talking about. Like the the, the depression of this movie, because you will be depressed if you watch this movie, <laughs> can be alleviated by by action and action about real things, as opposed to fucking Prince Harry moving to whatever Canada. Why do I even know that? Why do I know that they're thinking about moving to Canada? Who cares? Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> so here's here's
2: here's another uh, Okay, so what Sally's doing with Bill bot baggins mm-hmm. is she's basically saying maybe you should see some facts. Sure. Here it right? is. Here's some important information that's just factual. Yeah. Right? It's not these are things that actually happen in your government. Yeah, real bills. That, that bills that are being passed. Mm-hmm. So they may be biased in terms of who else passed the bill, but the bill actually happened. It mm-hmm. factually happened. Mm-hmm. So this is what's going to, to go yep. through. So that's an important part of the information. So, uh, I don't know when this is coming out. Well, whatever, it'll I, be fine. I'll, I'll since I monitor it before it goes out, it'll be fine. I did another podcast with this very interesting guy who's a researcher. Uh, who, uh, his big area of research is about identifying and uh tagging something that could potentially uh be a a, a deepfake video. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Right. right. So he's very interesting guy, and it was a great podcast. But he and I chatted for a long time even after that. But he was funny because he was talking about it was like, okay, and they're going to release a tool. They'll say, "You can if you have a video that you're like, is this real or not real, right. you can run it through. You can take that video, run it through their filter, and it'll, it'll give you. you a score right. of how probable that it's right. real or not real. Right, right. Right?
1: Yeah, that's going to be pretty necessary all the time. Right? Soon. Yeah.
2: Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But he, he was like, can you? Basically, he's already getting critiqued for saying – by some people saying it's automatically biased because scientific – scientists are left-leaning. What? What? It's just – Because academics and scientists are left-leaning, so it's automatically going to be biased towards the left.
1: (sighs) Yeah. it, that's the kind of thing where you just go smart. I don't know pe- how to smart to that. <laughs> people
2: that are smart, yeah, are left leaning. So like, therefore, it's bias.
1: Yeah, that's very. It is frustrating. It is frustrating, and uh, and I think that like, uh, yeah, okay, that <laughs> <laughs> like I think it's fair to say he's a
2: very smart person.
1: Right. Right. I. I. Yeah. I think that it's it's a good idea. Mm. I don't know if there's any <laughs> political bias to knowing that, that you're getting lied to. That <laughs> like link that I sent handy. you today was Which that one? the same guy? I didn't. I don't. Sorry, did I, I
0: might have missed it. The, the real-time uh, deepfake, and you responded back. Re-
2: oh,
1: real-time deepfake. Did I say this?
0: I sent it. Oh,
2: that's a, that's that's, that's that the seven. one
1: who created him.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, uh, how. Okay, so he's the guy. How How is actually at Davos right now, and he's fucking shaking hands with Tim Cook and Jesus. everyone. Hmm. Uh, but he's uh, uh, yeah. How is uh, the new uh, uh, head of ICT, uh, which was Paul DeBevick was doing before he mm-hmm. left? So now he's yeah. He's at Davos and he basically set up this whole interactive thing where like you can sit in front of a mirror and deep fake, like it'll take a picture of you or video of you, and then it'll it's like okay now look like Will Smith, now look like uh, oh Bush, God. now look like whatever. Yeah. I it, sent that
0: to you as well. I did not. I did not that. And the basically, email. basically I take the email. it's.
2: It's interesting because like between uh, Wael, who is the um, the guy I was talking about, he says, my job is to detect things. Right. And then Hal's job is to make things. So right. technically, they work with each other because what Hal is doing is like, see what I can make? I just want you be, for you to be aware that this is possible. And I'm going to ke- keep getting better and better and better at it right. so that you all know that it's possible. Right, yep,
3: right. I got you. And then yep.
2: while it's going, is like, I'm going to make sure I can figure out that we can detect it. Yeah, right. Sure, right. So the best analogy I gave of this situation was uh, a spam filter, right? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. So you, uh, before spam filters, when they were new, they were not very good at identifying spam. Or mm-hmm. sometimes they'd have false positives, false negatives, right. all this different stuff, right? And so – you still end up getting an email that came out of your spam filter that asks you to give money to the prince of Nigeria, right? right. Whatever, I've done right? that, right? Yeah. You know so, this, so There's one Nigerian so, prince that's yeah, like, okay. I can't so need two need kinds, So there's two <laughs> kinds of filters you need to worry about. One is your actual spam filter that actually puts that that shit aside. And two is your own filter where right. you know, like, that's suspicious. Right, right. That should be in spam, right? Because right? unfortunately, and it preys on the elderly a lot. Uh, unfortunately, because right. they 're not necessarily uh they don 't have that that the that', that There's uh, not savvy doubt yeah
1: exactly right. they're they 're not, not going to be as tech savvy they 're not going to realize that like, but it 's
0: not say tech savvy right. re- somebody's you, trapped in an airport and they need two thousand dollars in order to get home yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you 're
1: just not going yeah. so yeah. you do yeah. it you help people up yeah. what exactly what? yeah
0: <laughs> so
2: so that's that's the situation, so right. you have to sort of be uh but so but what I think you know how is doing is basically like if you see enough of this and I tell you it's fake then when some video comes up you're not going to go that's probably fake. Right. Right? Because we don't have enough experience seeing fake videos
0: to to doubt a video. Right. Right. Well, you do in a sense of what you <clears throat> pardon me what you are aware of, if you saw a video of say, like Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. and- And it wasn't a good movie. You'd be like, that's fake. Exactly. <laughs> no, but if that's you see some of the character. faces on it, you're like, that kind of looks like Leonardo DiCaprio right. or it seems, it's you know- Smoothie. Smoothie mm-hmm. and stuff. So with your history of, because we're becoming more and more visual people, mm-hmm. And I guess because I mean, we're in visual effects, you can pick things up a little bit more.
1: Yeah, we're used to catching certain kinds of things yeah. more quickly than people. Have, but the recognizable faces so, in different contexts. Sure. Right.
2: So here's the thing, right? And a lot of people is like, it's an election year. Everyone's terrified about this for the election year. Right, right. It's an election year. <laughs> that's right. Someone's going to put out some fake videos. It's going to fucking completely destroy the election. I say, it's hard to get a good orange, though. that on and, and I said, <laughs> but... There was a video that was not fake mm-hmm. that should have never that should have destroyed someone's election yeah didn't. about fucking Trump uh, in access Hollywood yeah didn't do no, anything didn't do a fucking thing yeah, so don't. why you worry about fake videos if real videos make yeah, no exactly. change no influence
1: exactly so don't when you have a videotape of uh, of of uh, the president saying the things that he said and then he's like yeah totally said it and everyone's fine with it yeah, you, know, you don't have to worry about fake videos anymore. <laughs> you have to worry about going out and voting. That's the only. That's the thing you need to worry about. Yeah, think
0: about how many that's people that. now just film, like mm-hmm. watching the uh, rocket go off in Tehran. Oh yeah, then hit the plane. Right. Some guy just randomly filming the everything,
1: sky. Everything is filmed. Every single inch of the world, all the time, is being filmed. I know. I, I would. I would say. I would bet Wait, realistically – Wait, that's
2: uh, that's uh, what's that movie?
1: That's uh, that uh, that Herzog
2: movie? Is that Herzog? What's the one? We we talked about it it's in l a and it is like about the video cameras everywhere he's the, like he's he's basically saying like every inch of the world is being recorded on video yeah that short film insecurity no it's it's who what's his name
1: we talked about the it? same
2: guy who did uh until the end of the world Um uh, vin vendors vin yeah. Vendors film about
1: is it i don't know maybe i my brains skipping gears I'm obviously missing something. But yeah, we yeah this is the we talked about it. You're right, am I right? Yes,
0: yeah, so you mentioned it two podcasts ago because we talked about that. Because there's another one about architecture in the early eight, early nineties that I, I'm still trying to figure out what it was that I saw at the Lincoln Center Theater. But um, it there is you were, you're were correct about film uh, vendors okay. ben because you talked about this literally two podcasts ago. Okay.
1: I and, and i know I, I do remember that i brought these up these podcasts we are all by, blending together i know it's one big joyous time we only have like 32
2: episodes which is actually pretty good that's i'm actually pretty bad. happy we're,
1: yeah like that's now i think we're now established as an actual thing like this is not hopefully a fly, this is not a fly what if turner podcast. network buys us and tries, we're be around to, for tries a long to colorize, time. colorize it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a colorized podcast right they yeah, buy think, all our back, uh, they can back colorize all right
2: all right all right pop quiz eric how many minutes has it been uh, I I haven't watched the watch. So. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, how how long have we been recording? 238, I don't know. Ooh, you were the, that's the most off you've ever been. Oh, now, nice. What is it? 6 f- uh, 650. <laughs> that's very off.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I'm bad at this. Uh uh
2: 2 hours and 6 minutes.
1: Okay. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. No, that's a good speedy one. Yeah, we, which good. means Brisk.
2: actually to me that's a barometer basically. I think we've covered quite a bit in 2 hours. Yeah. Yeah. we talked about a lot. hate to say we need to stop. Here's about. what
0: I'm going to say. We can stop. No. Chris, you want to stop. You're giving the wink. Let's no, I'm pie. not
2: giving any wings.
0: Dan's a good person. Here's <laughs> the deal. I know in your heart of hearts you don't like this film. This film? Yeah. You're iffy about it. it. No, I like this film.
2: I like this film. Well, I'll tell no, you what. I, I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be very honest. The film was I, – I said it at the beginning. It was a little vapid. It yeah. wasn't but the film but, doesn't
1: become the film until the end.
2: The film doesn't and become the film so but but the end. I loved the world that it was created. Yeah. The
0: world and the vapid world but then at the very end where you see him cry mm-hmm. and upset and you it's very believable Excellent. and you and it makes all the sense. Yeah. How do you escape? And it's interesting, you want to escape this vapid world. Go to the tippy top of the mountain and look down
1: upon it, yeah. like and this like, big foggy f- mess that you mass came below out of. you. Yeah, like he is but looking then, out. Of the, he's, he's come out of the fog, so he's you actually know what? that's you right. Know
2: what? I'll tell you what. The ending, you're right, is very powerful. It uh, remind, okay, I'll, here you go. It reminded me of the ending of Local Hero with the phone box yeah, ringing. Sure. Right? That's right, right, where yeah. it was like. Uh, uh, just, yep. just, just disconnect. Yep. Can't quite connect. Yep. You don't yep. know if anyone answered the phone, whatever. And yep. then he just lost a girl. And it's just Yeah, the just end. leaves it
1: in your lap. Right. Just
2: leaves it right there. Yeah. So that's really cool. I think what the 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 other the rest of the movie to me was the characters were so shallow by design. Yeah. Yeah. That to me I was like I don't care about these characters. Right. They're all so shallow, right. and that's that's good actually because it make that's what makes the endings work so well.
1: Yeah, like but it, you
2: basically are going through this long process to get to that end.
1: Right, you have to hang in and have that experience. But I did love.
2: But I but what what but what carried it through for me the mm-hmm. whole time, and you 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 nailed it when you said it is like there's this weird doom background stuff like. You know, with Nixon back yeah. there, what right? What the fuck and, is like, that? So, yeah, yeah, like oh, what the fuck, I and mean, yeah. like all of the stuffs going on. So I'm not really engaged the whole time in mm-hmm. this film. I'm I'm sitting around taking pictures in my mind mm-hmm. of everything, I'm like oh, that was well, yeah, that was a right. cool dress, or right. like right. Oh, yeah, look what the fucking is wrong with his hair. Right, like, right, that right, pool right. scene is but, weird. I'm like oh, well, they're there they a lot yeah. the, the fridge opening with the light and was like. You know, all that stuff was good. Yeah, it's all cool. Yeah, it's all neat. But, but
0: there were a lot of society plays, like Molière up, Molière up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. About basically society, middle class, upper middle class society. Oh, it's a
1: total Molière play. Yeah, yeah absolutely. and, and yeah, so, yeah, so it that.
0: basically frames this world and everything was very compartmentalized. That scene when they're at the restaurant and the whole absurdity of it, it's a very contained set.
1: You know, yeah, know what exactly. I mean?
0: And then all of a sudden you're out it's to a noisy
1: a, world. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, a, it's a total like, uh, I mean, motorcycle. You know, like, it's a it's a throwback to well old style plays like Moliere plays right. Uh, it's a throwback to sixties sex comedies. Yeah. Right. Where where you expect it to be shallow and it's fun that it's shallow and this guy's sleeping with everybody and like got a martini. But there's a hand. lesson
0: at the end and, framed with the with the the whole government.
1: Right. And the thing is, I mean, the the entire like there is a weirdness like you're saying like the the movie isn't like a shitty movie with a great ending. It's like the ending reveals that you've been watching a great movie the whole time. That is just at the edges of the movie. And that you just, at the end of the movie, you like, you come up out of the fog, like you were saying, with Warren Beatty, and you see the whole thing for real for a second, and you go, like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, and like, the, and the slap in the face of that ending is just so bracing to me. Like, it's such a, like, cause it's not just about Beatty, it's not just about politics, it's, uh, it's about this sense of like, I've lost all this time fucking around. Like I've lived an empty life, you know. And well, I you weren't
0: aware, or you're what, distracted. What's by all interesting? That been distracted, distracted by bullshit. What's interesting thing? And I am not condoning this. Was I watched the Hernandez documentary? Oh, right. Straight through, mm-hmm. and you watch video where he's coming back because he kept the cameras on in his home, mm-hmm. and they confiscated him. Where he comes back from killing somebody, just like arm stretched, right. puts the gun in his sweatpants, and kind of goes in the fridge and grabs some food. Yep. Unaware.
1: Completely banal. Yeah, to to the (laughs) whole thing. Right, right,
0: right. And he did it multiple times. Now he CTE and he had head injuries and there's a lot of other layers of things. But he was – it's no different. You you know, in a sense of
1: just wandering through life uh, that kills somebody. Eh. This thing's happening. This thing's happening. Yeah. I mean, this is the like there's such a yeah, there's such a the movie simulates emptiness so thoroughly that it's it it is.
0: And the big power structure of government mm -hmm. in that film is the
1: football league. Big power structure controls everything. Right. Right yeah it's 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 really it it is really amazing it's something that are like i think that like this is you this movie is an even this is one of the most seventies movies ever made but not yeah. just because like it captures this moment in the seventies so well but uh or in the sixties but like it was filmed in the seventies the flavor of the filmmaking the uniqueness of the director all this kind of stuff but it really it's one of these movies that makes me go can you could you make this movie no. today like, what is the, well, is, you made
0: it with Boogie Nights. I feel like with right. Boogie Nights, but it goes back to the seventies. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, but right. Boogie Nights is that type of movie.
1: Yeah. I, I, I like, I, where I, it
0: meanders through these worlds, but you pick so, – up like right. the drug dealer's home, listen to songs, sister Christian oh, and that whole thing. God. But it's like, it still sticks with I you. I do
1: two podcasts on Boogie Nights back to back.
0: That's I know. And I, it's just you, you're immersed in this world and you pick up a lot about humanity. Yeah. And yeah. what it's reflecting absolutely. back,
1: absolutely. Because you're like, you're right. It, like this is a this is a microcosm of the of your world. That's what that's what's happening. Both in book okay. So this. when you
0: see Marvel movies, are you really okay? There's there's metaphor, and there's um, and and there's uh, all the different kind of uh, storytelling devices that push heroes and mm-hmm. heroism, and but at the same time, people need to kind of know on an earth level. Where they're wandering through and what, you know, because you can lose yourself in that as well. Well,
1: it's like, I think uh, John Favreau actually, I think said this, but something like that. I'm going to, I'm going to misquote this, but like the basic idea is that there's, there's two kinds of movies, right? There's movies that celebrate being a hero and celebrate your beliefs. And there's movies that challenge your beliefs. Right. And like, uh, we have been steeped in celebrating our beliefs for a decade you know, and so you get to these mar- Marvel movies or whatever it is, like to the point where people now are like are turned like uh like I'll bring up the Joker right or Joker. Like I think Joker is a pretty good movie. You know, it's not it's not the it's not the best movie of the year. It's a pretty good movie. But people were absolutely unwilling to uh, accept the idea of a, uh, a, a the protagonist of a, of a movie being a bad person. Uh, that's just not even an acceptable thing to do as opposed to like looking at the movie and saying like, like how am, how am I, how have I been like that? How have I made these bad choices? Cause when I watch fucking Beatty in this movie, I'm like, I fucked up just like this. I have done that thing. And that's what led to that sadness. And it's yep. an introspective experience. And like, these are the kinds of movies that, uh, like this comes in waves. It's not like, it you know, like, Oh, they used to make great movies. Now they make bad movies, but we are in the middle of a wave of hopefully the end of a wave of, um, of self celebration. Mm-hmm. And that's what really connected with this movie in me. It's just like, these people are in the middle are like, are the parties, the party's already over and they're still trying to party, you know, and <laughs> just like, this yeah. is, this is fucking done. And I felt like I have, I came out of it going like that made me feel, uh sad for them and uh anxious that we get out of the phase that we're in yeah 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 really 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 powerful very much more powerful experience i I told you i saw
0: 1917 twice yeah i can't tell you how beautiful a film just the journey and the visual journey of that it's like oh it's magnificent
1: magnificent that movie it's incredible and people are complaining that it's like, it's not, oh, it's not very deep and it doesn't sound anything new. It's I'm just like, the visuals just be in the thing. Just be in it.
0: Immerse yourself in that world. Yeah. It, it, and that's a storytelling. Just the, the when he drifts down and there's the bodies, uh, you know, kind of caught in those areas and he gets yeah. out and then there's the singing. Right. That's just, oh, that is, incredible. that is biblical. That's yeah. like a, a a romanticism painting. Yeah and it it was so uh like the cleansing he comes out and then he's this is gorgeous yeah it's
1: absolutely go- and the thing is that this is this connects to what we were just saying it's like because there are, there are plenty of people who love 1917 a good chance it'll win the best <laughs> picture um uh the the people that don't uh like this movie are hammering it because like it doesn't say anything new about war it doesn't tell you which blah 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 and i'm just like I am sick of going to see movies that tell me how to feel about things. (laughs) Like, I want to go and discover my own movie. Don't be lectured. Yeah. You never
0: see the same set. It's a journey. It's almost like, you know, this journey down uh, the river, you mm -hmm. know. And and he goes all the way through through this redemption where he tries to save. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's (laughs) simple and it's beautiful,
1: you know. Like, and the singing is just astonishing. I was just – I was – it's a rapturous moment movie. I mean, can you-, you can't I mean for me, I just went back twice. I was like, it's so
0: it's in the music and that night sequence of the flares. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. man. It's just like a painting alive. Yeah. Incredible. And that sticks with your mind. Plus I for me I it's my favorite period, one of my favorite periods in history is the World War One era. Mm-hmm. Up to that, and just past that, right. up until about the 30s. Yeah, it's incredible uh,
1: stories coming from that period for sure. Like, but just it's really it was such it was the
0: beat for me it was the beginning of the end.
1: Right. Well, it's because uh, we split
0: I, the Middle East up from that the Versailles Treaty. Well,
1: the, we're, we're still in World War One. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're, everything, we're everything that we're all the decisions now
0: is still World we War made one. then yeah. we split up the Middle it's, East. We echoed did throughout. It, echoed it gave then. us World War Two. It gave us Hitler. It yeah. gave us everything that we're dealing with today. Came from those decisions. Yep. It's it's sort of and those decisions right. were it's stupid true. decisions of and it was really the crossover between it, in, into industrialized man right. and how futile it is to to for just read a book called Doughboys Have you've ever read that I've heard of this yeah yeah it's a great book and it's just you know they 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 uh, the movement was you know a couple <laughs> a yard or two right you know. uh uh, every six months. Yeah. I mean, you're, just, it's, you're just
1: fighting over mud. It's just nothing. It's just moving a line back and forth. It yeah. Sense, it was you know?
0: absolutely.
1: But uh, this, is, like, this is the thing. It's just like, even for people like, like it's not like I've ever been to war. I had no experience for any of this stuff, but you can watch a movie and you can project yourself into it enough emotionally that you can relate to it. Even if the experience is, is not something you've experienced yourself, you emotionally, you can be there for it. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm not English or if, or if this is a different, like an entirely different person from me, from another country, you know, from like, like, I, I don't watch, you know, uh, Atlantic's on, um, on Netflix and go like, well, you know, I can't connect. Like, of course I can connect 100%, you know? And I think that we have that, uh, m- much film criticism today, especially this comes up in 1917. It's just like, people want to see exactly their experience represented and <laughs> like, why not just look at it symbolically? Yeah. Why not look at it as a story and relate well, to it? Well, I way. think
0: maybe, possibly, and I'm going to go. You know, uh, not to try to just my uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished growing up about five years ago, and um, basically growing up, my parents they still kind of do. They're in their late 80s, but probably three nights a week at the opera in New York. Mm-hmm. So we always would go to the opera as kids, right? and just like sit through rehearsals on Saturdays because my mom was doing that since the 50s. But that physical theater and singing and the visual narrative of just the singing with the sets, like, you know, Zeffirelli sets. Absolutely. And you're just like, you can just pick slivers of it and there's a meaning that sticks with you. People don't have that. I'm not saying, oh, you got to go to the opera. I'm saying the physical theater is so important. Oh, it's
1: it's really profound.
0: It does. It And even if it's just off off Broadway, being in a room with someone doing something like that is a knockout. I remember when I one time I was like traveling uh, years by myself, and I ended up in Edinburgh, and I was and I just would go to these eight thirty in the morning. I'd go to theater shows, right? Because it was the festival, right? Right. And it would just be like you'd get out of two, you know, have a cigarette, a little bit of baguette with some pate, and oh, then you go back a in baguette. and then you go back into theater. Right. But it was just like hour and a half. Some of it was good, some of it was bad. Whatever. But it was like the physicality of that, that's it's the, like –
1: That's the experience, Did absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting great.
0: because I remember doing like a blitz of days of small theater of like plays you've never even heard of since. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Nicolas Cage one, Rockin' Good Time Lulu, the David Lynch <laughs> okay. film. Yeah, it's Wild, wild, a, wild at Heart. Yeah. Wild, at, wild heart, at Heart in a theater in um, Edinburgh. Where you can Make drink in sp- in Georgia well. <laughs> yeah, and I watched it in <laughs> with the old pick. columns, the ionic columns, and you can smoke and drink in there, and it 's like really old turn of the century theater, mm. and I watched it in there, and it was so weird because that 's such a different type of movie right. after right. spending five days straight of just watching you know you know one act and two axe oh, yeah, right. you know what course, I mean, yeah, and you right. see that, and then there's the plasticity of it, and then you 're like, but wait a minute, there's a meat so yeah, was-
1: you can like when you see someone on stage really doing something. You connect with them physically, like as a human, and it really gets you, right? Like, and there's no, like when you see a great, like, you know, it's like you can do a, you can do Hamlet a thousand times because like if you're in a room with someone nailing it, doing Hamlet, it's really emotional. Yeah, that's right. It sticks with you. It fucking hits you. Do you know of who
0: used to work with Merce Cunningham was uh, Rauschenberg. Mm-hmm. So he did all the sets in the, in the 60s, yeah, in yeah. the 70s. I mentioned him earlier. In the we past. did. Yes, well, America, we, yeah, but he yes. did a lot of the physical stuff, right. you know, sets. Right. And he designed stuff for Merce Cunningham Dance Troupe mm-hmm. and kind of incorporating a lot of his sculptural work and stuff. And it sounds very, you know, New York
1: 60s kind of stuff, but it's cool stuff. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. I mean, like and all that stuff, like the, the physicality of all that stuff yeah, and that experience is incredible. And then when you look at something like 1917, now like obviously you can't physically feel what's going on, but the palpability of that experience like evokes that same thing.
0: I was with a guy who's working with the show that I'm working on right now, and he's one of the producers, and he's from the Upper West Side. <clears throat> and funny enough, his grandfather wrote the song "Chestnuts Roasting on the."
1: <clears throat> <laughs> wow. Yeah. How About that. But that's one of those with... things I know, I didn't think was ever actually written. Yeah, he still makes money from space. that. Yeah, he still wow, makes.
0: Good. And he's such a nice guy, and he. Um, he was saying, you know, like, do you, I, he's like, I'm old enough to remember when Yoko Ono did that show with John Cage where a uh, uh, singular notes playing, but people would come up with scissors and they can cut off a people piece. She was wearing a white, um, kimono and outfit mm-hmm. and you can cut pieces off. And by yeah, the end, she right. was naked. Oh, so crazy. people would just come by and cut a piece of fabric off of her. Right. And then right. they would pick certain areas to cut. And then you're just careful. That's and a that's sort
1: of amazing experience. That's and he great, said
0: yeah. it was just like, it's mind blowing because right. basically.
2: Wasn't there a sushi restaurant where you eat sushi off a naked lady?
1: I think there are a couple of them. There are a couple of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But that for 19, on a, but 1962.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's pretty, uh, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, well, what's the uh, the performance artist and she, her uh, famous piece is that she just ran into a wall s- over and over again. Like that is fucking like, I would like, it's, it's very upsetting. But man, oh man, like even just watching a video of this, you're just like,
0: fuck. Remember I told you, I was like, I used to work at the, when the how I met um, Rauschenberg because right. I used to work at this gallery right. or a couple of galleries, but the one gallery he would come in, they would have, sometimes there was this one woman who would do performance art, but you would never catch her because she would have disguises.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And she would come in and then she would have a nervous meltdown. Right, right. And I remember I missed her at the front door because she was wearing a wig and right, right, right. and my boss Jono at the time like she's like God damn it and she threw you know wine in his face you treat me like a whore and she started screaming oh, and and then he's like get her fucking legs and I grabbed her legs and he grabbed her oh, and he dragged her to the oh, freight elevator God. but it that is, was the performance art piece performance and it that scared the, the shit out of me the, I was like who the, like, like, the fuck is this <laughs>
1: I, and like, he's
0: screaming at me. He's like, didn't you see? I was like, I didn't see her. <laughs> it's, I think
1: that, that uh, like, I think there's, there's plenty of performance art that just doesn't work. But, like, <laughs> when it gets you, man, it's just like, it rem, it reminds you of the reality of your physical life. Like, it, you just go, oh, fuck, this is actual. This is real. Yeah.
0: Right? And when you said the woman runs up, so there were, yeah. like, Annie Sprinkle, Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all those. totally. Um, totally, totally. And uh, Angela Bordemus, who mm-hmm. I worked with down there, and she was doing. Interesting stuff. And no joke. Chris, you're going to say I'm rambling. No joke. I am I helped set up a show for this woman. This is like 89, 90.
2: First of all, when you say
0: things like that,
2: like I say, I'm going to say you're rambling. I never, ever critique Eric. <laughs> I know. Or I ever say t- anything. But makes I know. You feel like, like off mic. I'm like. Eric, God you got to time it down. Yeah, dad, I, I will like, vouch tr- Chris
1: was not waving his hand That's nothing eyes. to do.
2: <laughs> it's not fair. The, the way you portray me is not fair. I'm no, sorry.
1: Yes. A, but it is a beautiful, beautiful – But character. it's a lo- – anyway, but keep the gag going because <laughs> it's funny. It's not a gag.
0: <laughs> it's not a gag. It's the truth. <laughs> but the point is on this is I do remember doing the show and helping her set up and she would put her photos of herself naked with all this <clears throat> fake money and stuff. And right. she would put polyurethane – set the pictures in these huge polyurethane blocks. Mm-hmm. And the drums of the polyurethane mixture is like, nice and carcinogenic, which sure, she kept in sure. our studio,
3: right.
0: <clears throat> which would melt your, you, you lose all your childhood memories walking yeah. into that place. <laughs> and and it, hanging the thing was so heavy to have to block the walls, you know, with like- um Yeah, hu- r- yeah huge things, cause it was heavy as shit right. and it stunk. But her <laughs> husband, was the nicest guy, and I helped set up a show with it. I just reminded me, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm doing a show, and all day, and a lunch break. I'm like, I mean, he was spitting image of Marlon Brando. That was his
1: father. Oh, that's great! Wow. he was
0: one of the many side children. He was, and then John, John, was like, yeah, that's his. And he yeah, was unbelievable. Is, yeah. But he had the same re- blonde receding po- sure. thing and the blocky jaw. Right. And he's helped me set it up. I'm like, God, this guy looks familiar. Yeah. What is, <laughs> all day. What do you carry a stick of butter all the time? It's really
1: weird. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. Well, you <laughs> talked about the
0: the experimental, and it just brought back the Absolutely. memories. <clears throat> was a that, that, that,
1: lot of wackadoodles. Oh but, man, I, the thing is, I mean, but no, it's like, it was like interesting said, stuff. There's always there's always there's always silly. I mean, there's silly stuff that I just don't think works. But like I I I think that to to bring it all back around, like the. Uh, Having we uh, were going somewhere? Oh it's coming back around. It's uh, just it, we're banking the glider, Bank of the glider background. Uh, okay. Um We're avoiding the turbulence. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> the uh, the uh, there is a like as you the performance art to theater. That it's the physicalness of the reality of being there, of being present. Um, and when you see a movie like 1917, which is a, a physical movie, like it's a physical the, like movie. The, the the sound design and the uh, and the and the light show that you're and, give, and, that you're and given, going through the it, craters yeah, and just following entirely, a movie. Fi- it feels like a physical experience to go see that movie. And I think that the the thing that people don't like about that uh, is the physicality of it. Like it it is too real, and I think we're in a place right now where we don't want to have real experiences uh, or be reminded of real experiences I think we are trying to distract ourselves brought it all the way back (laughs) and you know what's interesting about that that film because I've
0: seen that twice and I'm going to probably go back again I really moved me Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the whole really great film yeah and just the colors and the light and the storytelling and the message and really the effects of war is when you see all the dead
1: animals oh yeah it's very sad beautifully done Very because it's
0: not just because we see so many dead people in video games and everything you see them just climbing over dead animals and then rats eating that and
1: you're like oh my god the humanity have you ever seen the movie come and see no wow man uh, uh, you should see this movie it is uh, it is on Criterion now I think it is the most arresting frightening war movie I've ever seen It's it's unbelievable it took third man off of Criterion I'm very upset Oh, they took third Why? man off? I don't know. See, physical media, baby. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> third man. One, Talk I, about, about physical media. We had me. a
0: guest here. I don't, I forget his name. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. The one that dated the strippers. And mm-hmm. do you like the <laughs> reference there? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to love that. And he has- David. A new, David. Nice, super nice guy. Super smart. Loved yeah. having his guest. Yeah, we should time. have him back. I'm just not good with names. But I do remember if people you dated remember strippers. strippers. Yeah. yeah and is. so-
2: the thing is, is that he That's was a like, good way to remember him. David Data strippers.
1: That's well, no, because he's giving
0: me his last time. name is Japanis, anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's but he was line. like, oh, yeah. you know, you're objectifying women, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's but happening? The, yeah, but the thing was, he was talking about his server, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about the oh, his Plex server. The, yeah, right. it sounds like it was like thirty thousand dollars worth of gear to hold all your movies, but it's a right. smart way. Right, mm,
1: yeah. you don't need that much. I like, I, I, I his thing
0: sounded very
2: expensive. I, I don't know what it was. Well, oh, David, David puts down some cash. I'm sure you but you could do
1: it for less. Yeah. But, the, the idea behind it, I agree with. Because, I like man, that. Oh, man, like Disney, Disney's lockdown of like Disney's keeping um, movies from being rented to uh, second-run theaters. Like, no, you know, that movies like, you know, that's where you watch fucking, you know, if you wanted to go see Foul Play, no. Sorry. Oh, that kind of stuff. I'm just like, that. Fucking sucks. That's going to kill the whole. Yeah, that's them. That's that's just bad news. I, I disapprove of that. I, there's plenty of things that Disney does that I like, but I very strongly disapprove of that they they put things in the vault. I'm just like, I just read an interesting why not? article. That's, about, how, that's I how you make the goddamn. I'm,
0: I'm, I read an interesting article, and I'll send it to you today when I get home. If you guys want to, mm-hmm. about uh, Netflix, and it was something like 91 million a week. They're
1: hemorrhaging. Oh yeah, sure, easy, easy. Okay. They, like they they're throwing down so much money for that's content. That's big money. Oh, it's insanity. it's insanity. Yes,
0: that's huge money. No, yes. no.
1: Can can no, you guys give me your opinion on they just? Did you hear what they're doing with the uh the watch calculations? Like, that's
0: right. They, that was one part of the
1: article too. Wait, what, what what did you hear about this? They they're, changed they're the ratings. Watching two minutes of something is considered as watching it.
2: Yep, that's the same thing we do with our podcast.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they also. If, but, people, I just want people to subscribe for five bucks a month. But the thing is, <laughs> is, is
0: that they also took the numbers from overseas and other markets, and the way they're interpreting it back into the grand number, right. they changed as of January 2020. And this is to get more investment, right? That's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. but it all of a sudden, major numbers go boop, boop, and I'll send you the article. It's interesting. They kind of just switched it.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. It's fascinating. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Netflix fan. They've made a lot of my favorite movies in the past year. I'm very fond Listen. of. Listen.
2: That – you can critique it all you want or Mm. deal with all the numbers you want or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But the fact is Netflix is changing
1: everything. Absolutely. I am am pro- It is absolutely changing everything. I am pro-Netflix. Right? pro-Netflix.
2: You are now pro-Netflix. And it took you a while to come around. It did. This has been a journey of many years. And that's okay. You know, the fact (laughs) is you – I wasn't trying to convince you about it, by the way. i just telling you this is how I feel and this is how you feel. Through and thought fine. and
1: experience, I but arrived at a new the opinion. F- <laughs> the fact is
2: – and that is a huge step for – most people will not admit that they were wrong before – And they had an opinion change. That is something I think we can all learn from because I have been wrong about a lot of things as well. I've been right about a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but I've been wrong a lot of things. I also – for example, I'll give you my classic example because I'm actually a pretty good gauge of where new technology is and where it's going to be important mm -hmm. and you should get that. And I've gotten that right a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. But I also said the iPhone is a fad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Right.
2: Everyone has that because there was a lot of problems I saw with the iPhone in terms of where it was compared to things that were like the iPhone pre iPhone. I was like, well, Apple's way behind on this. And what the fuck? It's like, and it's a gimmick and. What Apple did was absolutely, absolutely correct, et cetera. That's another example. But admitting that you're wrong about something is oh actually yeah, oh, a again, huge and thing. I was,
1: I was wrong specifically because I was afraid. There are things that I love and I want those things to continue, right? And yeah. I did not trust the idea that you know people like Netflix. Would. You
2: actually more specifically, I'm going to remind you, you were specifically upset about you can't episodic is the wrong way to go. That was something that you were more right. specifically right. upset about. right? And you – there was a lot of stuff that was happening episodically and you're like, I want to see a complete movie. I don't want to continuously have to just go through episode and episode and episode. Well, yeah, yeah, and, to, and you were uh, also
0: like these – the the language is too sophisticated. People have to slow down and talk
1: slower so I yeah, can understand use single things. just single-syllable words. What's the i right. just asking. But so, yeah, the uh, – but no, specifically the – like uh, uh, to clarify for people, like – um, I am actually. Like, when people talk about episodic, like uh, in terms of Star Trek, that's the kind of episodic I believe in, where you have a single story that happens in a single episode. True. But I, what I, what I uh, dis, what I, what I disagree with, and I continue to disagree with, yes. um, is uh, uh, cliffhanger after cliffhanger, yeah, cliffhanger after cliffhanger, when you haven't figured out what the whole fucking story is, right? Um, and my, and I completely <laughs> did not have any faith like that they Dallas, would ever the fix ship? this. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah <laughs> no, like, exactly right. And I was, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I was like, they, they are, they are not going to fix this. They're going to make That's it worse. soap opera. <laughs> like, well, that's what soap I It is. From. Well,
2: there's a lot of soap opera out there. Right. I know, right? Yeah, uh, Downton Dal- Abbey is fucking General Hospital. Total, total it's General Hospital, but right. with really nice architecture, right. right? So, so anyway, I was wrong you, to not
1: have faith in that. You day, had too. a
2: lot of valid points the entire time, right? But. Streaming is actually going to save art. Of oh, film, that, okay.
1: Yeah, it's doing a hell of a lot better than the theaters are. Then thea- that, theaters
2: yeah. right now is yeah. not doing a good job to save the art of, of cinema.
1: Yeah. And so... Uh, the business of theaters has to change if the theaters are going but to continue. He, uh, they don't know what to change sure. into, though. Yeah. But yeah. I've heard... What was,
2: what's weird, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to use Spielberg for this, right? Mm-hmm. Because Spielberg, I remember him at one point saying, like... The movie, movie? the movie theater is dead or we're going to have to do 50 bucks a movie theater right. for whatever or like all these different ideas, right? right? And and basically he acknowledged that something was fucking busted with the movie theater right. because Marvel was taking over, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't make good movies anymore right. or you can't make something original or – I'm not going to say good movies because I don't want to necessarily say that the Marvel yeah, movies yeah. are bad. But I'm just saying it's like there's other, other types of movies mm-hmm. out there because of the system. And they're fifty dollars a movie theater for for the Marvel films, and then everyone else gets a chance to see something right right so there was an, there was something he was suggesting, and then he actually seemed to even hint at the fact that like streaming may be a a, a solution to go, right. and then he goes on this long fucking rant
1: <laughs> right
2: against streaming right right after last year with the Roma thing and everything right. else right. Right. long rant about it. And what the fuck does he do? Like a month later, I'm on Apple TV.
3: Da,
1: da, da. Like,
2: <laughs> so it's not about against streaming, yeah, no, it's no, against no. Netflix yes. because you want to get people to go to Apple TV. Yes,
1: that's correct. And it's correct. bullshit. And it's then suddenly, the like,
2: oh my God, you're just as bad as everyone else, dude. Yeah,
1: it's all You don't business. care about it's the all art. Business. You don't nope. care about the art at all. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. I mean, I'm sure he does. Steven Spielberg. He certainly. You have
2: a responsibility, my
1: friend. <laughs> He's a mover and shaker in that business, and he has. Uh, and he, used to, he was. He was. He was playing. He's playing the game.
2: That's a Brett Ratner
1: move, dude. That's <laughs> not. That's. That's uncool. Yeah. Yeah, though you're still welcome on the show anytime, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe Steve has a, a place in Sri Lanka, and it's that maybe these are his numbers. Maybe that's his maybe, numbers. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what's happening. So, I used to like those guys. <laughs> He's a big gamer.
2: Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. There was a guy who was a coordinator at DD, and apparently he was a he was um, uh, he was a PA or or yeah, personal assistant for. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg and he spent a lot of time with him and his office was like uh, some big hardcore PC gaming computers oh, that he used crazy. to play a lot of video
1: games. I wonder what Steven Spielberg plays. Uh,
2: so he pl- yeah so he's got so the guy was saying it's like yeah I has to, he used to he used to send me out to Best Buy or whatever to pick up the latest game that he wanted to play or like it was a lot about gaming stuff that he used to like to play video right. games in in his office. And uh, that was the big reason why he wanted to get involved in um, – uh, what's the the video game movie he came out with recently? Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Sorry. Which the I'm still trying time. to
1: figure out if he meant that to be as like uh, subversive – I meant that as a subversive uh, critique of our artless culture or if it is artless. <laughs> well like this this I had my, that big problem
2: with Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both the book and the I didn't read the book, but go ahead. So it's so like so steeped in 80s nostalgia. In the, the worst way. By design. Yes. Like because it's, that, it's, it's nostalgia sa- porn. It it's saying like though in order to win the game, you have to know more about 80s culture than right. anyone else and that is just disgusting disgusting it's disgusting
1: and specifically, and i grew up in the 80s yeah no i'm not and saying so the, all my i'm friends, not saying the art of the 80s is bad
2: all on all my friends are like this is the best thing because it's all about my childhood
1: yeah that's
2: and that is like this dude, is the best thing you it's you all about masturbation fucking grow up <laughs> people don't want to grow up anymore well this is the thing is that specifically the the And i have that, a problem with the term adulting because that's bullshit
0: i
1: also agree with you on this what yeah. Does yeah.
2: that
0: what does that mean
1: that's when you want to say uh, that taking on responsibilities is more than you should be required to do.
0: Oh, fuck that.
1: <laughs> that's how I feel. It's about like, that. oh, look, I
0: bought a house I'm or not try- I got a mortgage. Yeah. I'm adulting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I, don't do it on purpose, but I have a low threshold for this kind of uh, the PC stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just you, you're a Mac guy. No, I'm a PC Mac. I have both. <laughs> I, have, I have three PCs and I have two Macs. But the point is, I just I find it just stuff like that is just fucking dumb, man. It's goofball. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You the, and the, Trump, man. You agree? The, no, uh, thanks. Like, <laughs> See, that was a fucking cheap shot. What a jerk. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> I'm honestly, though, I I'm just I think it's I think it's the it, it's um it's I do remember uh. Not to quote my father, but he came, they rarely came to visit me, but they came about 12 years ago to visit and this guy was going by on a skateboard mm-hmm. and he was probably 50 years old. But he was on a, and my father shook his head and said, 50 year old teenager. And he just checked. and I was like I was like yeah <laughs> he just wanted it was funny and I was like eh, he just probably doesn't want to grow up and right, I, just, right. I think there's a certain I'm not saying but, completely okay, right but two, there is two a thing, certain th- thing
2: two things about that statement though and your 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 father's right but your father is also like not going to enjoy life anymore right you know what I mean. Why is Why doesn't your dad want to get on a fucking surfboard and have a good time for a, well, You know the the enjoy- why, what's wrong with getting on a going? Go I understand. I understand. Go, what get, what you're being saying. fifty years old and like saying, you know what, I fucking want to ride a roller coaster. Yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Well, okay. If I this, I think will clarify it. Okay, there is. Like if you want to ride a skateboard, if you want to ride a roller coaster, if you want to watch fucking movies from the seventies, whatever it is, like whatever it is you're doing, you should do it because you actually enjoy that thing, not because that thing is an old thing you used to do. Yes. Like, that's dumb. His comment was probably,
0: <laughs> his comment was probably the reverse of that. It's like, grow up and don't do that anymore. Right. Which is the wrong Get thing. Get a job. At- oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> it <laughs> right. is. It is. But I thought it was kind of a funny phrase. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, right. I- I, I laughed because it, it, was, it was hilarious. Sure. But he's correct. But in the same way you are correct, people don't want to just uh, it, accept I, certain I, things, exactly. milestones I, I in I life. think
1: all this connects. I mean, and and all the, connect
0: back to, shampoo, right? but well, all the, back, back to shampoo. But it does. You end up
1: on that mountaintop. Yeah, you end up on the fu- – thank you. Yes, that's exactly right. You end up on the fucking mountaintop. You guys are my heroes. That the is way exactly I, right. I, I have been so So impressed. you can push <laughs> it off
0: and say, I don't want to know about numbers. I'm yeah. going to go to the bank and ask for a thing. And he didn't know anything about the banking process. And he got out there and he was violent yep. against the building. Yep. And it's like, it's not their fucking fault. The Don't guy was a douche. Was the, so like, the
1: guy going to give you fucking money because you know somebody? Uh, yeah. Dumb. And
0: so the yeah. point I got is. Heads.
1: Yeah, I got heads. I got heads. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think you might mean that in a different way. But yeah, like, like that's the, this is the, that's the beauty of this movie is like it it it's built to alert you to your own bullshit. Like that but is qu- the, that's the punchline of that movie. But
0: quickly, the traditional theater and the traditional message of theater and the arts was always that, and even Scorsese talks about it in some of his films. Mm-hmm. is about um, facing things and what you pay for things at the end mm-hmm. and the arc of this, yeah. of of your decisions in life. Yes, and sometimes a lot of the stuff that permeates there isn't a finality or a message that relates back to you in a way. Like 1917 certainly mm-hmm. does. When you see those animals, you're like, what the fuck? Right. We have to drag everybody into this bullshit. Right. right. And kill all creatures. Right. And it's like, that is, for somebody who's sensitive to animals, that's a message there.
1: I, but instantly, just on that point, do be careful watching the movie that I recommended come and see, which has violence towards animals. in Just saying, look it up before Why you watch Why
2: is this a theme for us?
1: I don't know. It's like it's it's it's, it's a hard it's, thing. It's a hard thing. It's completely horrifying. I don't it's know also, if I can do that, dude. It is. Uh, I
0: won't see Lars von Trier one with Willem Dafoe. You didn't have any problem with Bad Boy
2: Bobby, which is the most disturbing. It isn't I disturbing.
1: That, no. that's but I, I I agree with the the setup on Bad Boy. Like that cat, the cat was going to like cat went through the process. The cat was going to go through. Like, that's how it worked It had out. what it – it deserved what it got. Well, like – It, it, it had it coming. No, I am mean. kidding. Like, no. That, that, uh, <laughs> that this, was funny. This cat is like – because they're uh, overpopulated in Australia, the cat was a feral cat. It was captured. It was going to be – it was – essentially, it was just going to be put to sleep. So actually, I was, was sleep I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Filming. I'm going to be more objective and not be emotional about it. So if they
2: did that entire thing, that entire scene with a rat instead of a cat, it would have been a completely different read.
3: Oh yeah, totally. But I
2: actually because love rats.
1: I think it's a different read for Americans than it is for Australians. Exactly. That's yeah. the point I'm yeah.
2: making, right?
1: It was interesting to think. Yeah, about
2: that's. I was that. like thinking a lot about it. Yeah. This t- movie. T- that's a tough one. That but... movie stuck with me. Yeah. Just quickly, the yeah.
0: Large Ontario movie where the child is killed.
1: Oh yeah, in the opening. It's um um uh uh Antichrist. I am not seeing that movie. I understand. They did not actually kill Chop Fitzmai. But yeah, no, it's uh, anti-racism. It, like, I, I really love Lars von Trier movies. Um, but Lars von Trier, I don't, uh, this uh, sidebar that I will connect. Uh, Lars von Trier is a brilliant, yes. uh, filmmaker who has un- just does unbelievable work with actors. His imagery is incredible. Um, but he is, uh, he is somehow st- outside of the movie and laughing at you for yes. suffering. Like that is uh that That's is right. like I can enjoy him technically I can't get it invested the way that I do even with um you know like bad boy bubby or any like simpler movies than that uh where I'm just like where I'm emotionally captured by it and then the movie gets me like Lars von Trier like he'll 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 never get me again. Like, he got me once and he'll never get me twice. So it's like that uh
0: Orson Welles the trickery.
1: Mhm. Right you know and like exactly like like you can you watch movie like you brought up third man like i can watch third man a thousand times as if i don't know exactly how they shot literally everything in the third man like i am in it i am completely wrapped up in that movie um and uh and what i love about third third man and this connects to shampoo is about a fucking kind of dumb dick like like uh or joseph cotton is a is a self-obsessed not that bright American who is stumbling around in a place he doesn't fucking understand at all right. and expects to be the hero. But let me just tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. That is Guinness. Oh, it's Guinness. Town. Robert Town Road, Chinatown. Fucking we're killing it with connections today. Shampoo, Robert Town, That's the same Chinatown. character. There it is. Love it. I think we've done a good job this time. I, th- right. I think we're very proud. I, I think we should be very proud. What's this?
2: No? Nothing. I, I love you, Chris. You know that. I know that. I love you too, buddy. No, that's nice.
1: I'm glad to hear him here witness this. <laughs> the special special moment of my teenage. Chuck right. and
2: I have been very close for a long time, and he's a really good guy.
1: It is very true,
2: and uh, he's got amazing thoughts. You're,
0: you're one of the few people who says that, but that's good. It's in this room. <laughs> well,
2: I think that people are wrong. I know people are wrong for not seeing your genius. Okay. I see it all the time, and then uh, the world will 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 realize it one day, and I will look like a fucking genius.
1: You, yeah, I agree with you both. <laughs> and as long as I you buy me dinner on occasion when we get together. And by um, the way, not I
2: think you're you're wrong. I think a lot of people see you as genius. I think that people are, are, are wrong in terms of uh,
1: uh just just people are wrong, dude. It's hard. It happens. It happens. You're gonna say something you just had an intake of breath.
0: Well, I think it goes to everybody who comes here to be an artist and there's a certain way people um expect to do things and do things. And if somebody comes along and says something different, it doesn't mean it's brilliant. It just is a different way. But I think one of the big regrets for me, uh, coming out to LA to be an artist, mm-hmm. like I have and not, I've, I've really had a hard time being accepted and making a lot of friends compared to, you, know, you guys are, I consider friends, mm-hmm. but I, and this is not a sob story. I'm just saying, is that in New York as an artist, there's a competitiveness, but there's still the,
1: there was a, there's it's you're a an universe artist. of art. Yeah. Like it is happening here.
0: Right? It's, it's, it com- was back then, anyway. it's competitive and that's it. If they don't understand you, you are nothing right. or there's a, there's, so there's no, wait a minute. We're all artists. Like to really know right. is I draw and I go, I took my daughter to see a show of a guy. I collect his work. I only have one piece, but he's, I think the, one of the great um uh, painters today mm-hmm. and he's a, br- it's a genius. I mean, it's so yeah, beautiful. Stuff. It's yeah, yeah. And it's like, there's no competition. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, I can learn from him. I can see it. I can become better. Everyone and we is- all share the same medium. Right. It's not like that here. And that's Everyone the is thing
1: looking inward inward. Yeah, and I the, the yeah, I think that's the thing. I'm think.
0: i going to say one yeah. more thing. You know what I mean, though. In New York or at least in other – There's a community. There's a community. Yeah. It's competitive. Let's I'm not be naive. I'm going to say one more thing.
2: And I, it's like for all the listeners, after hearing that statement, mm-hmm. which is a valid one, very valid and correct statement, what you said, pause this podcast, which is going to end soon, but pause it anyway, go to your Spotify account or whatever it is and look up Terry Allen's song called A Truckload of Art.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't know
2: it. I will play it for you right after this. I wish we could use this as the fade fade And then (laughs) once you've done that, so I'll leave a little pause. So here it is. Use your pause. Now you're back. Now you've heard that song and you know how hilarious that song is. (laughs) And it makes sense because there is a little part called The Middle of the United States It's saying, fuck (laughs) y'all. And that's a little – very interesting little part of it. But it's really good. uh, And I said y'all for a reason. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, we'll get back to that. But
0: you understand – not to to harp on it. And it's not for any – to invoke any sympathy. It's just – It's a different perspective. It's a different perspective because there are artists in New York that I knew that were, you know, I used to work in, with Desiderio. It's fucking LA. It's shallow by design. Well, the point is, but even in the visual effects, I was, I would always be like at places as a visual effects artist. And I'm like, I love film and I Mm -hmm. love visual effects Mm -hmm. and let's just get this job done. You know, Uh, I'm not here for your job. I just want to, let's just.
2: you are, you knew way too much.
0: But that, it, then he, I learned from everybody and talk. But there's always this level of I have to pass him to move up. And it's like – it's cut the, the corporate no, shit. It, if I wanted like, to be corporate, I would have just gone to the Wall moment Street because that's the nature of
2: the movie industry. It's yeah. all about climbing to the top. But when you're yeah, but an individual the are, artist in New York, you're like, <sighs> I, I'm controlling my
0: own destiny. I know. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then I'm wrong on that. I'm in the wrong location. OK. But – the idea is no. You are in the right location the, because the you're, reason you're, you're, are, your there are is correct. The, the shitty movies out is mm-hmm. because all the fucking low voltage people right. are making decisions, right? And there no, well, yeah. there's so, no, there's no right. So like just this, like
1: shampoo, just like shampoo. The the this is the thing is that the what you bring up like the artistic community in New York at the time that you were living there is sort of legendary. Right. It was an incredible time. That's like that's it's that's, that's like you know, like maybe there's like the Renaissance in you know in uh in Europe. And then there's like New York in nineteen eighty three, <laughs> you know, it's just it's an incredible time. And where everyone was, you're part of something that was happening that was really going on. Yeah. And everyone's connected. Right. Robert lenko Yeah, I mean this is a and it's a real feeling and you and that everybody feeling, was
0: a douchebag, you know? Sure, yeah. There's plenty of negative it, stuff you can say but the still but there you was can a feel common thing. That stuff. Of like fuck, what a
1: great show! And you can feel it in the art that you can s- sample from that that time today. Like what the reason why I'm excited when I see uh like uh. uh yeah. old footage of like debbie harry or i see like uh you know like i watched that movie and watched the movie uh, smithereens right which is one like a a totally fucking amazing movie made from nothing in new york uh and just shot in the shittiest possible areas which were huge in new york at the time and like this kind of stuff you like the the exuberance of practicing art is visible constantly in the art itself like it's the, the energy is enormous yeah. and uh, that's because the people that are making it were psyched. They were around people that are constantly psyched all the time. The story right now, this doesn't have to remain this way, but the story right now in Los Angeles is be selfish. You have no chance. And that's not how to do art. That's not how to do it. Like I think it also to celebrate it and, and and share it with people. I think that's also
0: that is my stupidity was, you know, doing visual effects um, you know, I know directors who've made movies and done some have done very well. And you can still sit around and talk with them about movies, and there's no, it's not a competition or a, right. it's just like, holy shit, did you see that movie? Right. Like the exactly. guy's a genius. Well, so, da da uh, And, but in visual effects, it's Eric, not, it wasn't Eric, that. Eric, I,
2: th- I, you have stuck to your guns in terms of your, uh, your philosophy about creativity whether you know it or not, you've always stuck to your guns. I think your day is coming. What
0: do you mean by stuck to my gun? That just means I'm stubborn. No. Well, no. You all, like, yes.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say yes. That's good. Yeah, yes. Yes. But in a good way. <laughs> yes. Meaning like, is good.
2: meaning like, no, I'm not going to play the political right, game. Right. Keep I'm going. stubborn about not playing the political right. game. Right. right. So you stuck to your guns in terms of like, I love film. I love art. I love doing this stuff. That's a, thing you're passionate about you got involved in the visual effects world because you have to be extremely diverse in terms of your creative ways of doing things you can be very technical when most people that have your level of creativity cannot be as technical right Sure, okay right so quentin tarantino can't fucking comp a shot or know how to design a character or do all this stuff right uh What's his name? Uh, 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 Neil Blankamp may be able yeah. to do that. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, but Neil Blankamp is not Quentin Tarantino. No. Right? So, But he can be.
1: But he could be. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, we, we trust in you, Neil. No, Sorry, but you no, he can. So, he can. Oh, yeah, I know. He has, it's it's reduced
0: the amount. Im- make a heist film yeah. where there's no visual effects. Right. Except okay, so so you,
2: well, you need to make your fucking heist film. Mm-hmm. That comes next
0: after the first. Right, time. Well, that's what everyone else said? No, but Saturdays. The, if Saturday goes through, okay. I th- but, right, and I'll the, come back I, and talk the about the thing it, that you were I doing
1: know. that we're going to be vague about. But the yeah, point obviously. being,
2: Eric, you, I will have the money uh, you, to do Heist film. Okay, you have stuck to your guns in terms of like I, I love film. I'm not climbing corporate ladders. Right. I'm going to keep doing this thing. And, and
1: that's what's going to
2: work. Gonna work. Yep. And it will Agreed. work. I really, well, because I, I just, I just believe you. I've been wrong about the iPhone, but I'm not wrong about you. Yeah, no, because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to back this up because,
1: like, I can tell you. Why, and this is, all, this is another reason why this movie hit with me so hard, is that I have spent the past probably five or six years now, seven years almost, like, uh, trying to play the. The right and pitch game, mm-hmm. and I'm nowhere, nowhere. I've been trying to like play ball business wise with all these, and just chasing it and chasing it and chasing it gets you zero. Gets guess you zero. what? Look at what gets made. Yeah, gets made
0: is not good.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the, I'll be, old, and
0: we can. I'm not going to say, and some I've alluded a little bit, and hopefully within a week I could talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the point is. The thing that I'm pitching and it's really moving forward, and mm-hmm. God bless. Everything before that, I was doing to, to, because I just needed to break in. So I was writing surf movies with my old writing right. partner. And those
1: aren't the things that sold. The thing <sighs> that the thing that is looking good to sell is the one that came one from that my heart. Personal, exactly. It
0: exactly. came from my heart, and every time yes. I would write, I would bring tears to my eyes yes. and memories that and heroes is why and it the happens. person I wrote it about read it and was like, "Oh yeah. my god." Yes. That is why these things happen because they're honest. Because it was honest. Yes, that's it. So if you're honest with yourself, yep.
1: then L- your work agreed. will be great. Yep, completely agreed. And this, I and mean, like this is the thing is just like all this stuff. And Sally Slade actually brought this up on your podcast that I thought was really uh, an amazing point. Uh, that uh, you know, the, she said the first part of her uh, she was referencing. I for, now I'm forgetting the phrase, but like the when she was talking about like scarcity versus. Um, oh, abundance. abundance. That's right. Scarcity.
2: And then the. She the was one, very
1: smart. Yeah, she's incredible. Wh-
2: yeah. She talked about the fact that when she was at Digital Domain, uh, she was worried about scarcity. Right. And therefore, she was keeping everything to herself. Right. And being and def- there, like you defend, defend your stuff. Defend you know, because you're right. worried that someone's going to take credit for what you're doing right. or whatever it is, and you have this concept of scarcity. Right. And now, because she's uh, older, m- uh, has more wisdom, works in a company that is not necessarily... Scavengers. As, as, as yeah, as, as scarce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She basically is like... Oh, abundance. Abundance. Give everything away. Yeah. make Share the world, with everyone. Make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that is... And that is the difference between, uh, like what you're, like New York and LA, right? New York in the, in the, in the eighties, abundance. Everyone's sharing. Everyone's being a part of everything. And then that's why the energy. We're all growing together. We're all growing together. LA, scarcity. We must protect them. Don't, don't share your ideas. Blah, blah, blah. Hide in a cave. Don't share. And you get fucking nothing done. You get nothing done. And then like, this is like, someone's going to take your credit. Someone's going to take take the credit. You're going to be very defensive. And it gets you fucking zero. That is what gets you zero. You would tell a story from the heart that's what gets that's what fucking happens that's what gets made you know and this is what this has been your experience i just realized that yeah. is a, it's a transformative thing to have chosen and to cause do and cuz i
0: actually had because who i wrote it about has been responded about it, and I tell my wife, god, I've never gotten this kind of feedback before." Yeah, it's work. tremendous. And she's like, "Yeah, because you, it, because it, 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 it's
1: real. It's, it's real, real, and it brings exactly. back tears to your eyes, and it meant so exactly. much in your life, and it's fifty years it, ago." And because it brings tears to your eyes, it'll bring tears to the eyes of the people that see this thing who have no idea about. Any of that stuff, but how many but time, are now being exposed? How to many times have you gone
2: to the movies and watched a movie about something that has nothing to do with your life, but yet you cry, but you connect
1: or, exactly, exactly.
0: Somehow you
2: connect. There's something that, that is, makes it. That
0: was well. I got to tell you, Bad Boy Bub Bobby. Bad Boy Bobby. Bobby. I'm bad with names, guys. Doesn't mean I'm stupid. Yeah. But honestly, I that holding the woman holding that child and wiping a tear from her yeah. face,
1: amazing, amazing. I shocking.
0: It it's the 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 touch and humanity of that yeah. and it's something you you
2: never never experienced in your life it wasn't like like it yeah. wasn't like like oh i've had that experience like no you've never had that I've experience i've never had this
1: experience but, but i'm it, moved by it but I feel i'm completely it. moved yeah.
2: by it so it's not it's something that if you if it comes from something real
1: right like, yeah, because yeah, the honesty that's like, this connects actually earlier back when we were talking about when at the top of the discussion and you were describing getting your toenail ripped off yeah. like you telling me that story makes my nervous system freak out. Right. Like that's not something that happened to me, but I'm feeling it. Right. right. It's and called empathy. It's Empathy. That's right. what it does. And movies in particular and TV streaming shows, like w- the reason why the good ones are good is because they're – I feel bad for psychopaths because yeah. they don't get to experience that. Yeah, like exactly. That did. is true. Exactly. And
0: if you – and I will send it to you guys and maybe – Like he's Scott. Imp- God bless you, Scott. Come <laughs> on okay, so in. sue us. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is um, the um, – Fritz Lang in mm-hmm. 1976 did a, a, a film interview and I think he passed away not long after that. But he talks about empathy and film and future generations. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I will send it. It is. It talks about – he tells the story about meeting Goebbels. Mm -hmm. And Goebbels kind of looked at the clock and said, you know, you're a hero in Germany. Mm -hmm. It's 1938. Your mother was Jewish. Right. Right. Um, All right. And then he basically looked at the clock and then he went out and he looked behind him as he's walking down the street back to his apartment. And Nazi guys were following him and he just packed his – one bag and got on go. a train, went yep. to Paris, That's right. and they let him get out of the city.
1: And uh, like, and this is uh, like, this is his experience. And he also makes he made uh, M right, as well. yeah, yeah, which is one of the most empathic. Movies and the one ever I, made.
0: And, um, the night hunt, uh, the hunter, uh, the one that I love about the killing Hitler,
1: yeah, 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 the one you were talking about before with yeah, right, exactly. the storyboards, right, right?
0: That was his first US one. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: to be or not to be, Mel Brooks. <laughs> no, <laughs> that um,
0: picture I like that. One. I always uh, something man. I do like that picture. Yeah, uh, something. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm I, the name's not my yeah, mind, but I remember but it's, what we it's about a it. great. Uh, but yeah, like the, that the, you have that you have hard experiences, and you can still show empathy towards bad people. He like talks about that and how important yeah. it is, yeah. and he says that you know
0: it, movies help drive that, but you have to worry about future generations when they don't have it. Right. Going back to the Warren Beatty on the hilltop, mm-hmm. we so a lot of movies don't have that kind of stuff that can affect people yeah. in a real way it invites
1: you to look at yourself. Invites you to say, "I connect with but people." But some in this of this way.
0: fantasy shit doesn't.
1: Yeah, like, and I, mean, I think that's
0: what Scorsese is talking about because yeah. he talks about his catho- Catholic values and the street values and the and the rawness right. of, of the reality of life with the, the you know. Following. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, 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 okay. That's but hold quick, quick, like, but that's
2: why he We're goes gonna, after Marvel. So movies. I said absolutely. this movie sure. was gonna, this podcast is gonna end soon, but it's not. <laughs> uh, We're gonna end. Let's <laughs> yeah, just finish. No, 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 no. So it. During the Second World War, all those movies were about escaping the reality of the Second World War. I understand right? that. So, well, so you yeah, had the Fred is. Astaire, Ginger Rogers, all that stuff Absolutely. that was going on. It was Same like, thing
1: happened during the Great Depression.
2: They were saying Great about how much money we had.
0: That's yeah. right. You know? So so that – We're is, in the money. But right now, our younger generations don't understand the, there's a, something – We are escaping something though.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but uh, what? Yeah, you know, this, is, this is the thing. Uh, uh, we're like, escaping uh, the, the gigantic – Shitstorm that's happening. The fucking Nixon being elected. That's what's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like. Well, there's a there's a there's a few Nixons that are going to be elected. I don't mean elected, and I don't mean Nixon necessarily. Right. But I mean there's there's looming things that are real and will affect our lives. Right. And we are consciously choosing to think about other things yeah like fucking prince harry like prince harry and this is the thing because i mean i i I agree with your point eric i would say that like it's not just in like younger generations i think it like because i'm like it's everybody (laughs) like we're all steeped in the same stuff and we are all making the same mistakes and i feel like that the when when you watch um when you watch a movie like um i don't know like when i watch a movie like uh taxi driver like I look at that, and I'm not disturbed by that guy. I am disturbed by the fact that occasionally I empathize with him, or I sympathize with what what his emotion is. Like I go, I understand this guy. I am sometimes like this, right? I am lonely like this. I have made mistakes like this. Like that is when you're when you're watching movies in that frame of mind, you're opening yourself up and discovering things. And I think everyone can do this. Most people do do this at some point in their lives. But when we are in the shampoo frame of mind, then we are running around looking for the next, you know, the next, the next experience, you know, just like, I got a phone call. The next Avengers needs me. I'm just going to go over and fuck that Avengers. And I'm just going to go over and fuck this Avengers or whatever it is. Like you're distracting. We're distracting ourselves. And when there are deep, big problems that are happening and we're just like, let's not pay attention to those. Or if we pay attention to it, we're going to create like meaningless fights about it instead of dealing with it, which is another kind of distraction. And all these things came up when I was watching this movie, you know, for this podcast, I was like, this movie was great. When I saw it first time, it was really good the second time. But now I'm like, I want this movie to exist today for people. I wish that someone would make this. And you know what? But you need
0: the thing. Marriage story is really very similar because it covers Contemporary Issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Moliere play we were talking yep. about earlier. It was just there is a window into some reality right. that can give what you were talking about messaging. Right. And so I, I would say Marriage Story, and I think we should do, quickly, yep. uh, Taxi Driver and um, uh, the, 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 the King of Comedy. Oh, King of Comedy. To back to back. Uh, well, okay. Yep, well, first great.
2: of all, we definitely – Taxi and then dri- the love Taxi Driver the movie. King of Comedy,
0: absolutely need to do
2: those things. Marriage Story is a great idea because it is very popular right I now. Love, and it's available on streaming. That's true. Uh, Let's do Marriage Story. I love that film. Ferris. Okay. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, God. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So I heard. I know Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. So we've all got some great Atlantia ideas. These and
1: I have to look in my catalog and see if there's a great movie that I have not seen that you guys have seen. Like, uh, and so we can so we can pitch up this little track. Yes. Like that. Yeah, I've got to figure this out. Yeah. But should be be, each boat has you to be like, covered individually. It might just be like, like Airport
0: yeah. 77 or something. Oh, well, Exactly. That's Concorde. Right. I have never seen airplane. I've never
3: seen an airplane. Seen right. seen
1: seen airplane. airplane. Yeah, right. <laughs> Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> is, I have seen airplane. <laughs> I have seen Blue Lagoon. I have seen Concorde. I'm sorry. I have not seen Empire Strikes Back. What? What? That's right. That's right. Well, it sounds like we're rounding the bend. Yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah is there stuff that we want to recommend before we go? I think
2: we recommended it already. We're gonna probably talk about uh marriage story,
1: yep okay. Is there anything that we saw or read in the past week that we wanted to uh, uh mention before uh headed out uh well, I saw the uh you know I saw all of vinyl I saw all of um
0: late at night to jesus it's like three thirty in the morning and it killed me and <laughs> then, um <laughs> uh the Aaron Hernandez thing which was extremely right. depressing. Right. I finally
2: watched uh Marriage Story. No, I finally watched uh all of the last season of uh Silicon Valley.
1: Oh yeah, I still have I've only just started watching Silicon Valley. That is very funny. Show. I have not seen that. I should watch it.
2: Yes. Uh, if you've never seen it then yes. Uh it peters out for
1: me. Yeah.
2: And the last season, I know David Strappenas liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: like Ugh. that didn't work well I've, it's o- just, I've only seen the first season i am just been the it's
2: better the the previous season was a little not so the the first three seasons are fucking brilliant are, i started watching
0: that british one called p.e stumpy uh stumpy pete no what is that the the one that just the one it's an english uh comedy it's a show it's called uh something stump or don't know it, uh, I'll I'll send you guys the name. It won an award at the at the uh, Golden Globes. Oh okay. I'm and, down.
1: Uh right. it was, yeah. I'm gonna throw out there the recommendation I have is I've only seen the first three episodes, but I really loved it, is HBO's The Outsider is super uh, fucking scary. <laughs> is <laughs> it really? I wow. have an HBO. Wow, nice. that is good. Wow, that is good. Okay, I good. hope it holds on because. Good for like, you. How about Project Blue Book? Have you seen it? I I was uh, recommended that today. I will check this out. This I still great. I if still, still
2: recommend. It. I don't know. That you guys haven't seen it, but I still recommend you guys look
1: at uh, Generation Wealth. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I'll yeah. check yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah. But
0: the Outsider
1: is what I should see. The Outsider All is right. you will is love that the sci-fi. I don't know yet. I don't know. Like right now, it's like, it's a, it starts out as a uh, murder investigation show and gets weirder and weirder until you're like, this is either space alien, supernatural, time travel. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but the execution is so tense and so beautifully put together. Jason Bateman is directing a number of the episodes. That guy's uh. a great fucking director. Yeah. He also yeah. did the
0: silent thing. Didn't he do that movie, The Silent? No,
1: uh, he did uh, The Gift, I think. Okay. Yeah. Who's the
0: one that did the one where you, if you step on a twig? Did you do The Quiet Place? Oh, that's, that's Quiet a, Place. That's John
1: K.
2: John K. The guy, he plays, you know,
0: what's
1: his name from The Office? Yeah. And he's also on Amazon Prime's Jack Ryan show. Jack Ryan. Yeah. John Krasinski. Krasinski. Got it. There it is. And he is married to... Mrs. Sicario, woman from Sicario. Ah. Annabella Sicario? Annabella Sicario. She is great at Sicario. Strange.
0: It's amazing how it just (laughs) worked out like that.
1: All right, everybody. You ready?
0: I am totally ready. Ready? Drink. Talk. Drink.